0: the way it goes nice um what is this 43 44 right? 44 oh yeah you're right yeah. thanks
1: <laughs> 4 4 4 44 is my lucky
2: <laughs> number
0: oh shit all right cool 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 uh hey welcome to red river podcast number 44 hanging out uh back in parker's basement he's looking slim as fuck he's he's puffing out his chest a little bit
3: just because it's a fucking radio show, bro. Yeah. We can't be pretty, you know.
0: <laughs> it's it's that drummer physique, you it's know. That. You can't be fat and a drummer, even <laughs> though a lot of a lot of yeah. them are.
3: Right. I, I just saw Knocked Loose like last week, and I was like, man, I was like, that's a fucking big boy. And they <laughs> they played they played like Missouri or something. And I was on that Instagram, and there was like a thousand people there, and there was a picture of him shirtless, and I was like, yeah, he's definitely a fucking big boy, fucking like big nipples and everything. So, <laughs> my God.
0: Can't wait for that guy to yeah. randomly yeah. get mentioned and listen and be That's like, it, who man. are these fucking weirdos? <laughs> guy just said I had big nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Sky came what? Yeah, Never heard of pretty that. much. <laughs> uh, so today we have a guest, I haven't seen him in a while, and uh, he's been in a bunch of other shit, you know, a bunch of bands. Uh, I, in the last few years, I'm going to say maybe enigmatic, you know, like definitely <laughs> like, you know. Doing the family thing, doing the work thing, and yep. uh but your your band's got a reunion show in July, so welcome John Cox.
1: Thank you guys. Definitely appreciate being here.
0: Yeah, man, talking yeah. to that motherfucker. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. How's this? In a... There we go. Okay, <laughs> is is your volume okay on the headphones? I think so.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah,
1: definitely. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. Really uh honored to be here, definitely.
0: Cool, cool, yeah, yeah. Um you know, he hit me up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no problem, we'll do If I Rule the World. It's <laughs> like, nah, fuck that show, we'll do right <laughs> I want to talk about sci-fi movies. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> man, I,
1: I want to go outside the box a little bit. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I am a big fan of If I Rule the World. I love the the, the, the guests you guys have on, but you know, I like this because you guys definitely paint outside the lines a little bit.
0: I think right. we just like what we like, and we're, I don't know, it's just fun. Like We could yeah. have an episode on fucking Slayer for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Which was... Yeah
1: amazing
0: yeah well ron awesome. was amazing yeah ron say.
1: is ron <laughs> is fucking great i haven't that's another dude i haven't seen in going on 10 years that's the
0: oracle of metal yeah. seriously man that's been everywhere man. <laughs> the, oracle. Yeah. the oracle of actually i stole that from dave castillo but he, <laughs> he is the oracle of metal so uh, before we start with, with, with john and, and catch up with him um i really want to talk about like whatever we've been kind of digging like you know whether it be like a movie book TV show because there's a lot of stuff, man. And and I know the last episode we talked about the dirt. We all love the dirt. Um, but anything that you've been into lately that you want to shout out, Langan? I, I uh just read oh, Tommy Lee's
4: book. book. <laughs> yeah. And uh and bring it down. I hate myself. Like it's it was the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life.
2: <laughs> Why?
4: I read uh <laughs> You know I, I'm a big reader of rock biographies. If you listen, you know that. But uh, and just the dirt comes out. So I've read Vince Neil's book. That was terrible. But uh, Tommy Lee. The first chapter is him having a conversation with his dick. No. And like his dick has like lines. No. Yeah, it's like Tommy sent you know sentence. His dick responds, and they're talking. And then throughout the book, his dick makes appearances. To like chime, if he's talking about Pamela Anderson or any of his exploits, his dick mm. like gets words, gets to say stuff, yeah. and
0: then is was, that cool? I think I, I it's don't know. Terrible. It was, is it? Yeah, Does no, it work? That's, that's
4: it's shit. it's it's bad. It was it was really bad. It might have be the worst rock band. But you want to know what? Do you want
0: to know how awesome fame is? How awesome fame is? That a guy like that who played drums in a band that was okay, right? You know, maybe, arguably their last good record was in, like, 1983. Mm-hmm. But Pound yeah. for pound, they didn't make a lot of good stuff, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah when, when you really, like, throw it up on the dartboard yeah. and you're, like, you know... You're talking you, batting average. It's <laughs> not good. They're yeah. getting cut. Yeah, they're about, like, 220. But w- they hit home runs. They did, <laughs> but, like, this guy is able to write a book that people will fucking, like, talk about mm-hmm. and read and... His dick is one of the characters in it's, the book He's that's how very good focused
4: is. on Because it's, it's not recent, the book It's oh, a okay. few years back So it it's, a, you know, when the, the paparazzi was all over him And he's dating this one and that one or whatever So it's, he just thinks that that's what people want to hear I'm the dork that wants to know about the recording technique And yeah. songwriting process yeah. <laughs> So it wasn't the book for me You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I will read, you know, Nikki Six's too Just to complete the the whole cypher Mick Mars never wrote one. No. And he's probably the only one that would be really interesting to read. Yeah,
1: 100%. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's definitely the force in that band that that I gravitate towards, even when I was a little kid. Like, yeah, with the guitar. Mick Mars, yeah. yeah he's, he's underrated. I think he's a really good guitar player. But you, you get
4: know? the feeling like they would have just went completely off the rails probably if there
0: wasn't one dude in there that yeah, knew how to pump the brakes yep. every now
4: and then, you know what yep. I mean? Yep.
0: And I wonder how true, I mean, I guess everyone said that's how Mick is. And in... In the movie, it's like he's, like, I don't know, it's funny because everyone says he doesn't talk. He's like, I've heard him say, like, three words, but they're awesome. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Picture them
4: carefully. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: strange. Like, I had no idea Mick Mars and his, like, fucking weird beret and guyliner was, like, (laughs) so cool. (laughs) I saw that meme on uh, that group that we follow, everything everything glam metal or whatever it's called yeah about his back hurting yeah he's like when your back hurts from carrying your band (laughs) (laughs) that was great that was fantastic
4: so good but yeah I'm glad I read it but um cool yeah other than that uh, I've been listening to uh, I've mentioned before Gilbert God Gilbert Gottfried am I saying his name right yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no judgment here man (laughs) his podcast if you're a fan of old Howard Stern which I know you are of course I just listened to one with like Billy West Oh and he my gets God. Artie yeah. Lang on And yeah. it's like Totally hilarious Because I love A lot of people think He's just an annoying voice comic But he's really like A ballsy comic yeah. Super That dude ballsy. says anything sharp as a tack too, yeah. man. And has zero remorse about it He <laughs> does not care yeah. about any yeah. Like that kind of com- Comedic voice gets lost sometimes Yeah so I'm really enjoying that show. So I wanted to shout it out. And yeah, it's, it's it's worth a listen. I, I'll,
0: I'll check it out tomorrow yeah. then for sure. Yep. Uh, John, anything lately that you've been fucking digging on?
1: Movies, TV, podcast, anything. Whatever. I'm uh, really into the Orville. So okay. I love that. What's that show. show about? It's basically Seth MacFarlane decided to do Star oh, Trek. The Star Next Trek, Generation. yeah. And it's not like I'm not a fan of that new. I'm a, I'm a Trekkie, and I'm not a fan of that new Star Trek series that's on CBS. Um, but. Uh, what Seth MacFarlane did was he basically just made a series for people who love Family Guy but also love Star Trek, and um, <laughs> and it's so good, good that he's got he's got people from Star Trek: The Next Generation directing episodes, starring in episodes. Um, I think the storylines are great. Um, you know, what it lacks in special effects and stuff like that, it makes up for like in you know.
0: He's a great writer.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many times did I want to see Captain Picard call a Klingon a fucking dick, and not a fucking dick? But he'll so they. Oh, this guy's a dick. What channel? It's on Channel Five. It's on Fox. Ah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm digging on that. Uh, Voltron just had its last Ooh, season. Oh, fuck! On. You just
3: <laughs> got my attention.
1: Nice. <laughs> did you watch the last season? No, on, on
3: but Netflix? I'm about to start right after the show. I think. Seen, have you seen any? No. Of
1: them? The reboot's unbelievable. Oh, man. Is it's, it? It is like a stoner rock. Classic. Like it it's there are episodes where just the scenery and like the background ambient music just it's nuts. It'll give you chills and the storyline is nuts. So they just finished their eighth season now, so I just wrapped that up, which was unbelievable. I loved it. A lot of people hated Wait, Voltron, on it. Voltron
4: like the old
1: Yeah, they did a reboot on on uh, on Netflix, like okay. nobody knows about it. Yeah. I I know. Know. about it. That's
4: why I'm fascinated
0: because I used to watch the shit. Well, I had the toy yeah, the shit was the, awesome. The toy was, was awesome yeah, yeah. when you could put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it took me a minute to afford all of them. You know, cause that's how we were. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, I got man. I got
1: one when I, I was did. a kid. I got the yellow line, and it wasn't a my hand real wasn't like Voltron. Yeah, it was some some sort of some sort of like Japanese knockoff Bull or Chinese bot. knockoff. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But it was a Lion, but I only got one of them and I wanted the whole set. <laughs> that has been unbelievable. Wasn't there
3: so, like is, a like another Voltron, but it was like cars yeah, or some that shit? Was, yeah, fuck that shit. That was garbage. No, well, this gotta is gotta straight up that. the Lions okay.
1: and it's got the storyline. Um I was the, in the Battle of the Planets. What's too, his name? Steven oh, from The Walking Dead?
0: Oh, the the Chinese dude? Yeah, the
1: the Asian yeah. gentleman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> he he, t- he does the voice of Keith. Um and
0: I just saw them on the new.
1: The way they did the bad guys is awesome too. Mm. Just It's animated or it's It's but. animated and it's light CGI You can see CGI helping when they do The robot battle scenes which are unbelievable But it's I, I can't I can't recommend
3: it. Does at all. your son watch yeah. it with you?
1: Yes, he does. I, I make sure. I bought him all the lions, too, and I bought <laughs> oh, him a sucks. whole set of lions. You will watch too. this.
3: Fucking father of the year, right there. That's <laughs> awesome. It's good Seriously. parenting, man. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I just saw Stephen Yoon in uh, the new uh, Twilight Zone. He was in the fourth episode.
1: He's also in that new comedy on uh, Netflix. It's um, I Wish You Would Leave. It's some comedian. It's like almost just like Mr. Show, and it's so funny. Ooh. Little
3: 1560. Mr. Show was great. all about Mr. I Show. Mr. Show was great.
1: It. It really like, like it's it's more down. Mr. Show, it's more Mr. Show than than the Bob and David show that they did on Netflix, after. which was good. Yeah. yeah, but this like will bring you back to 1995, staying up and smoking weed and watching HBO. Like it's no just, weed. Though. say no more. <laughs> I, was say, I was gonna say that's what he's doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Vol- Voltron after the weed, like two hours. From
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I w- I just you know I I remember mentioning that I stood next to David Cross. Like a few months ago At the Super Chunk show Yeah He I mean, loves, he loves that music way I'm like there watching I think they did a video For it, the, him and Gene was, Garofalo yeah, Back in yeah, the day Yeah right? exactly Yeah So he was there And we're like watching them then Super Chung's One of my favorite bands and, and that was one of the best shows No Frills Bowery Ballroom And um, I, I Like the whole time I'm like I'm like I just want to like fist bump him or something But I'm like I don't want to bother him So I texted Ka- my girlfriend Karen And she sends me a picture of her and him <laughs> Together uh, When she met him And I was like oh okay So after like the song I was just like oh check out my girlfriend I'm like she met you And he was just like I don't give a shit <laughs> so, And then he just kept pogoing And, um, and I was there with Dave for my band And he left During the encore And I was like After the show I saw him I was like Where the fuck Did you go He's <laughs> like I couldn't stop Farting on David Cross <laughs> So I had to Fucking leave Cause we, we ate A lot of food Before we went <laughs> to, to see the show <laughs>
3: Parker anything uh, What are, uh, last Besides of- the knee Floor punch <laughs> Yeah the f- Floor punch Back at it <laughs> last night that episode I Every episode research, That's it right. man Dan Turr is old news Now we're just gonna Fucking name drop Fucking floor punch um, I started Cobra Kai Season 2 last night Nice I was very excited That band practice Was cancelled So I could actually Get to that <laughs> that's only You can't do the, both I, No That's
4: on the YouTube subscription
3: YouTube Red right? Yeah right. yeah. Um, it's funny Every time that that show I think it's gonna get like Cheesy or like Kind of like the reboot With like fucking Will Smith's kid They like bring it back you know, and, and it, it, it stays good. So, I mean, I watched the first two episodes of that. Um, I checked out the new Spotlights today. Shout out to Chris Enriquez. Oh, yeah. I got that might, in my queue. Might so, be... that's music. Yes, yes music-wise. Um, I checked out that, and I checked out the new Sainthood Reps. So, double Long oh, Island yeah. shout-out right there. Good stuff. Um, shout-out
0: to Francesco.
3: Yes, and uh, Derek, my buddy Derek. Yeah, um, Sure. Show wise, I've been fucking actually leaving the house, so it's been pretty exciting. I've been exhausted, so I went to Vitus two weeks ago uh, to like a metal metal show, and it was actually it's kind of exciting, like not knowing anybody there. I was like, "This is great! I don't know any of these fucking people here." Did they think you were a cop. They, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did drink for free all night though, so that, that it's got its perks, you know. So uh, I Who's checked dead out this. Did you? Suck? <laughs> yeah, I checked out this band uh, Wolf King. They were awesome, but then uh, this band Conjurer from England fucking stole the fucking show. What'd and you go see though? Those two. Oh, those. Two. Yeah, it was those two. River of Nile headlined and it was just two, I don't know, like fucking whatever, like lights and keyboards and too much bullshit. Um and then last week I went to the uh the Hate Breed anniversary show oh, yes. where I saw uh, Chris Enriquez, funny enough and Dave Castillo. And uh, that was a fucking sick lineup. Was so that I mean, an obituary? Yeah. 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 So yeah, was. obituary was fucking crazy. Cromags was amazing. Terror. Terror was fucking. You know, I don't think I've ever seen terror in such a big venue. And uh,
0: does it take away because it's such a big? venue? A little
3: bit. I mean, I know that Hatebreed for years now. I think since like t- Jesus, I think two thousand and Besides probably them. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were sitting because we're. Did fucking, anyone no. touch
0: your dick when you crowd
3: surfed? No, no, definitely not even my wife. So she was, <laughs> she was sitting right next to me. So
0: she went. She
3: was sitting right next to me and she didn't even touch it. So, um, but no, it, it was good. It was good. You know, for whatever it is. I mean, it's you know a big venue, PlayStation, and uh, and then next Saturday I go to see fucking Earth Crisis. So I'm fucking living the dream, man. Leaving leaving the house, living the dream. That's Brooklyn uh, Bazaar, Bro- uh, I think, maybe o- that's... All grown up. Man. Yeah. All grown up. It's fucking at... exhausting. I don't know how you fucking guys do it. Yeah, he, he has
0: a band. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah,
3: man. Still got time for that laundry. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: always, laund- always laundry. Always um, laundry. Laundry always calls.
0: Yeah, yo, for me, I, I just want shout, to shout out Hulu. Because mm. Hulu lately mm. has been fucking... Yep. Like, really, like, the, the the TV stuff on there is great. And it's, it's so overwhelming. Like, I have cable... I have Netflix. I have Shutter. I have so many things that like it takes me like three hours to pick one thing. I know because almost too much. Not (laughs) that I not that I don't like what they have, but I'm like it's like when you're flipping through like Pornhub, you're like that's good. You need to find just the (laughs) right thing. That's good, (laughs) but let me just get to page fifty six. So. Uh, I've been loving I, watching the Goldbergs from season one to, mm. to the end is just amazing. Um, but the act, the yeah, act I got to yeah, check I gotta that out. I got to uh, watch that. So, but you know the story, yeah. I've you, know the, the do you know the documentary.
1: I'm kind of vaguely familiar with it. So, Q.
0: yeah. So there's a documentary called uh, HBO, "Mommy I think, Dead, did it, right? Mommy Dearest Dead or Dead Dearest," where you know it's, it's about this woman. Um, it's it's totally abducted, <laughs> abducted in plain sight oh, level. God. Like level Of insanity So this woman Has a child And she has something Called Munchausen uh, Munchausen by proxy Right Yeah so She Makes her daughter sick So she could Take care of her And uh, you, the documentary is insane. So, but, but, you know, everyone knows that she kills her mom. Basically, that's what happened. Thanks happens. for ruining for me, You're supposed to fucking say <laughs> spoiler alert. No, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, it's in the documentary. <laughs> uh, what if yeah, what yeah. if somebody <laughs> didn't watch the documentary?
3: Tick. Now you got more time for Voltron lying So I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. saving <laughs> you some time right now. The three people that are listening. <laughs> Joe Rubino. <laughs> I wrote it for you. <laughs> not not the drummer knocked loose. He'd cancel when I called him a fat boy. So. I, I, I'm just Joe's listening to make sure that
0: John's John's episode's not better than his. <laughs> that's it. Um, but it's it's fucking insane. Um, uh, Patricia Arquette is in it looking like a young head of <laughs> 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 Totally. That, and and she uh, not
4: enough she, people mention a head and bum in 2019 <laughs> yeah. anymore. But if you
0: if you Google head and s bum, yeah. like, I do all po- the time. Great post- <laughs> name. Post beating, <laughs> um, she looks yeah. like what Patricia Arquette looks like, and and Patricia did this and escape it. Danamora Dan was brilliant. How fucking great was so that? That was brilliant. awesome. Like, like see that. Paul like Dano is. Yeah, yeah, I love that kid. Like he. Yeah. Ch- Man, ever since his milkshake got drank by fucking- That's right. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs> uh but anyway, Hulu's fantastic. That that was on there in the show shrill, which I watched that. Would you think? I thought it was good. Too I, girly for your for for your manliness.
4: <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, I don't it, it was good. I'm going like I made it I watched through the whole season. They didn't totally excite yeah. me, but uh if, if, fucking boyfriend was like i want to punch that dude in yeah, the face yeah that sucked with his did, beard. Like, how, did you dude. watch Shrill?
1: <laughs> i watched 3 episodes of it i liked it but my wife could sense that i wasn't too into it so she just sped ahead and watched the rest of it so now there's okay.
0: no, nah, nah, no. Yeah. I'm not gonna i think it's it got anymore. potential yeah. it reminds I, me of it say. reminded yeah. me of the show love which i like a lot i haven't seen that one that's a apatow uh, show mm. um okay. and girls but okay. it, she, like the girl on fucking shrill was like a more likable Lena dunham yeah, yeah, she's
1: got. She's awesome. AD Bryant. she right? is yeah, she's really like, fun. There are times when she carries full episodes of SNL. Like, yeah, and she's, SNL great. she's She's on there. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, what, I
0: didn't know. I had no idea thing. who she was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I, that's what How, we, you mentioned the uh, Twilight Zone earlier. How is that? So, Karen got the subscription to CBS, whatever the fuck it is. Right. All access.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. What, was that like 10 bucks a month? I think so 6,
1: yeah. $6. It's kind of Yeah, it's, oh, okay.
3: yeah That's it's, kind of fucking Is there anything I else? I mean that's not a lot of money yeah, But yeah, like no,
4: fuck you okay. CBS yeah. Like put that shit on your yeah. TV yeah. You're trying to get into the streaming game Why don't game you go divvy life. up fuck. that Play your position Everybody yeah. loves <laughs> Raymond
0: money <Seriously. laughs> Why don't you go put that shit together <laughs> You good, need dude? more Yeah You need more Um, But I watched the first one No no the fourth one So you know Steve from Walking Dead was on there And it was cool And you know the intro, you know, uh, was uh, Jordan Peele, hmm. and in his like he's doing Rod, Ser- Rod Serling, and it's fucking cool. Like yeah. you're he's watching. producing the show, right? He's producing the show. Is he he's writing? Pro- he's doing. No, he didn't do the writing for. Maybe he did for directing. one of them. I have no idea. But he, I, I know that that he's doing the the Rod fucking role the host. he fucking created the last og with tracy morgan which is that was hilarious I love that show how fucking
1: funny I is love that, that show? fucking show i
0: get a good laugh
1: to almost tears in every me episode. too <laughs> yeah yeah love did it. you
0: start a season two yet no i didn't
1: start season two okay, yet. okay it's, it's
0: it, three episodes in it's yeah. fucking i'm i fucking laugh out fucking loud yep. every time that show's on and it's easy it's 23 24 minutes very easy to watch and the writing yeah the cinematography too It looks great It looks yep. gorgeous um, I know I mentioned it Like on our best of Of last year Whenever the fuck We did that episode Right So I don't want to dwell on that But yeah Season two is fucking great <laughs> again So But yo uh, John let's, yes. let's Let's talk to you Sure um, I'm here I'm Growing right here. up mm-hmm. Out east Yes When did you Decide that you wanted to play guitar
1: Oh man I It's like Wasn't even like
0: a Bring us back <laughs> Picture it, Sicily. (laughs) Um,
1: All right. So I'll preface this. Um, My father was a flamenco guitar player. And so, you know, and he was amazing. Um, So there was always a guitar around the house. Before I could crawl, I remember grabbing his friggin' amazing guitar and he would just let me just bang on it when I was, before I could walk. I remember the thing feeling like it was a mountain to me. But I didn't really get serious until I was like nine years old. Well, when I was like five. My brother brought home a copy of uh, Black Sabbath, Paranoid, and I remember opening up that gatefold and seeing Tony Iommi, and like, this guy looks like my dad. I want to be this fucking guy. And then just listening to the music, that was it. Like, that album at five years old. (laughs) Good
0: thing the music didn't (laughs) suck. (laughs) Picked a good record. Yeah, you picked a good one. (laughs) And it's just like,
1: I still to this day, I get that lightning bolt down the back of my spine when I hear War Pigs. And so... Warpig's one of the best blues songs ever written, let mm. alone Fucking metal. drum fills. Oh yeah.
0: my god. Like
1: just you could see like somebody like down south in the Delta like sitting on his porch playing that song. Yeah. And like the fact that they electrified blues like that. But anyway, it was that. It was like a culmination of those two things. And then um like when I was like nine or ten, I just like really got into it. I started getting into like it was just like the metal that my brother was listening to. He was really into like Yngwie and Dio. But I remember seeing people with Metallica shirts and being like to my brother, like, "What is that?" And he's like, "I haven't heard them yet, but I heard they're they're fucking crazy." <laughs> and the first time I heard Metallica was uh, it must have been I think it was Seek and Destroy. I was like, "This is it! Yeah. That sound!" Yeah, I remember pestering everybody I knew that played guitar, like, "How do you get that sound?" Because I none of the amps I it had it was a
0: weird sound. That <laughs> ching, ching, yeah. Ching.
1: That did it to me. I still, if you hear me plug in my guitar, that's the first sound I make.
4: I wish I could bottle that feeling. The first time you heard Metallica, yeah, when it kicked it up a
0: notch. Yeah, I feel you. You I I remember just looking at the back of uh, Master of Puppets, and I guess they were playing somewhere, but it looked like millions of people. Yeah, Uh, I just remember turning that around, being like, "Whoa, this is insane! Like, there's like a
4: zillion people here." I remember (laughs) buying uh, Kill 'Em All at Caldor. Riverhead, yeah, and turn (laughs) it and and look in the back of that one and being like, "This is the ugliest." (laughs) Yeah, the ugliest dudes. This has got to be. This isn't like anything I've
0: ever looked at. People, (laughs) these
4: guys don't look, but they're dressed just like me. Why
0: is Janet from Three's Company playing (laughs) drums? (laughs) Totally.
2: And that was it, man.
1: And and that's that was a thing too. It was like I couldn't stand. Like I liked Motley Crue up until like Theater of Pain, like. And, you know, I know they wore makeup and everything, but it was in a different vein than what they did in Theater of Pain. Like, And to see like bands like Metallica and Anthrax, like guys that weren't fucking teasing their hair up, yeah. weren't wearing makeup, like I was so anti-poser at the time. Like I fucking hated that stuff. And, um, you know, it, it took me a while to find, you know, some kindred spirits. And then, you know, it was Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah. We were in high school together. Longwood.
0: <clears throat> Shout out to Longwood. Yeah. Suff- and-
1: suffocation, vice grip. A lot of good bands came out of there. Yeah,
0: Joe oh. t- Joe tells a story of uh, I guess Joe Garces. Yep. You know from Vice Grip, and now that he plays in the Ice Cold Killers with him. Yeah. And how he he basically
1: I credit the Garces brothers with bringing hardcore past Nichols Road. Like I don't think anybody like <laughs> would have like know. known about them because you know their their cousin is Anthony from Killing Time. You know the Garces brothers. <laughs> when I was in high school, I wasn't as close with them as Joe was. Joe was allowed to go to hardcore shows. I wasn't. You know, um, what were your parents. Yeah. No, my parents were very strict. You know, my mom was the church lady. You know, my dad wasn't like into religion or anything, but he was definitely like he didn't want me running around in Manhattan at, you know, midnight. So I kind of had to like back off. So when Joe started getting into hardcore, we were always very close, but he was going to shows and he was like telling us about these bands. And um, yeah, that was that's how I met Joe was in was in high school. He was wearing a Misfits shirt. And I'm like this dude's cool. And then they I put do. us in the same gym class together and we fucking hated gym, so we never got <laughs> dressed. And we would just sit in the friggin' on the sidelines and just talk about Headbangers Ball. Like, oh, did you see the creator video? Did you see the coroner video? Like, lots and jetsum, Like, any kind of, like, underground shit that we could get our hands on. Like, that we did. would, one of us would buy it and then, you know.
0: <clears throat> was he playing bass at that time? No,
1: he actually had just started. But that's the thing about Joe, man. He was a quick study. I had been playing guitar for about three or four years. And he was gonna pick up the guitar or the bass. And like I'm not the reason why he picked up bass, his father was a bass player too. But I said to him, I remember like saying to him, Everybody needs a bass player. Like, you will you will never have to worry about being in a band. I'm like, guitarists are a fucking dime a dozen.
0: So true.
4: Wise words. So and he he (laughs) did not get that
1: bass. But I'll tell you this, man, like I was ahead of him for a while, but it only took him about a year to catch up to me. And then that's when we formed the band with his with Dave horns he was him and Dave horns are basically cousins and uh that's how we started our first band which was tension before it was tension
3: so, and what what
0: was the sound like
1: that it was just whatever we were listening to everything from Jane's addiction to this was like 89 90 so it was like everything from Jane's addiction really
0: heavy on a nuclear
1: assault like yeah for and, sure and um you know it was like that we had this guy Mike Westerlund singing for us and um you know we did a show at the Dave's our drummer, his father was a cop, so like we got to play the PBA Hall out in Eastport and like packed it with all of our friends and the first time I ever played in front of a like kids started and I was like, This is my life. This, this is, is my, my life. God, this is what I need to do for the rest <laughs> of my fucking life.
0: It is the best feeling. Yeah. When it you is. You get a
1: crowd reaction and they're and they're into what you're doing. And then when they know you know, you know, when they know your songs and they're singing your songs back to you, like that's yeah. another yep. thing too.
0: Yeah, that's that that's like the best feeling and it's hard to I feel like you either feel that way or you don't and you can't really explain it mm-hmm. um even to this day like I don't care if I play to like 5 or 50 or whatever people it's I'm playing music it's fucking awesome yep. you know I still fucking love it
3: I remember I played at a venue in uh Florida called Col- Club Q and the guy comes up to us to book the show. He goes, don't feel bad if nobody moves around. Like, it's Florida. Like, they really don't, like, go crazy or anything. <laughs> so we start playing, and they go, like, absolutely apeshit to the point where... guy um, came full? Yeah, yeah. To mm-hmm. the point where, actually, my singer decided to pick up a bar stool, and, like, I think he threw it at my drums, and then my bass player turned around and cut open his eyebrow with the headstock oh, man. and uh so we had to take him to the emergency room that night but then we're, we're you know we're getting paid probably ten dollars whatever <laughs> you know outside at the at the venue or whatever and uh start seeing like a lot of shady people showing up and i'm just like uh i'm like well, what's going on over here and they're like oh they're having their uh having a local meeting over here it was like, the local meeting, and it turned out to be like a white power bar. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> Such is Florida. Yeah. You know?
0: So did they give you a brochure? Eh, I don't know. Maybe $11. I don't know. Have you heard the good word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moving forward, you and Joe play. Who? Uh, so Dave. Who's was Dave Musser? And was Mike still saying? Uh, did Mike?
1: Well, that was a thing. Mike, Mike was real young at the time. Like, uh, Mike was like in his. Pre-teens at that point You know But he was always Hanging around Mike was really Into hardcore And then um Our singer Went to the Navy And he was like a, You know A lifer in the Navy He's just, You know He served like 20 years in the Navy And then Dave Our drummer Dave Horns He um He went away To college So it was just Like me and Joe I went to five towns I was doing other shit Joe was like You know Doing other things And then Like on one One uh, I guess it was like A winter break Like a Christmas break Um Dave Horns came home, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going back to school. And, like, we just got that look, and I was like, there's, there's a chemistry between the three of us, like, musically. Like, whenever we get together, it doesn't matter what we're playing. We will write music, and that's how it's always been. And um, Joe wanted to do a hardcore band, which I really wasn't – there were, like, a few hardcore bands that I liked, but I really wasn't like, like – what? Uh, sheer Terror, Chrome mags For sure. Yeah. Um, so – that type of stuff. I really like the guitar heavy stuff. Joe liked more of like the bass driven stuff. is bass driven, but like, you know, like AF and stuff like that. So he was, uh, Joe was really into doing his hardcore thing, and like we did it, but we didn't know who was going to sing for us. And then we, his brother, had been in a couple of like little bands with like younger kids. And I was, we were all like, this kid's a fucking animal. He like, is an he animal. He is born to be on, on stage. He, right? was like, he was like, Paul, like mini Paul Bearer. Yeah. Like, and he was 13 when we started Tension. Oh, wow, we shit. were all 19. Yeah, we were all 19. Me, Joe, and Dave were basically the same age. And Mike's six years younger than us. And he was like our secret weapon. You know, there were bars where, like, you know, he, he probably wouldn't have been able to even get into that we were playing. And when we'd pull out Mike, it was just like fucking unbelievable. And he,
0: yo, to this day, If you give him a mic, I know you guys are playing in July, Mm -hmm. um, it's like a bear. (laughs) Like, he fucking, it's insane. I credit Mike with
1: my stage presence, like, because there are times when he has challenged me, like, and been like, no, we're not going to be the fucking dudes that just stand there. Like, we're not going to be the guys that fucking just stand there. Like, I'm going off, I'm busting my ass up there, you're going to fucking bust your ass too. And it took me a while to catch up, but like, once... That was just one thing That I always loved to do And that's where I got It was Mike challenging me Basically Yeah And then from there on in That's something I carried with me Forward through every other band I've ever been in
0: But yeah He's just he, he, Yeah he's the man So um Yeah so then from there Like You got start recording Start playing shows yep. Mm-hmm. You know Gus, Gus and Tim hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. Shout out to Gus and, Gus and Tim, man.
1: Definitely, yeah, those dudes were. Yeah. Yeah. At first, it was just the Shirley kids. Like Shirley was like really weird and insular. Like we, the North Shirley part. We For were, sure. Yeah. We f- we didn't want to be associated with South Shirley, but you know, like so when we first started with Tension, it was a group of kids from Shirley that just like had our backs. It was like a good solid ten, twelve, like hardcore kids they would help us with our equipment every damn show Were there other bands in the area? No there wasn't really any other band in our area like we weren't really like playing with the only other band that was close to us was Beginning of the End which became Outrage Hmm. Um, we played a couple of shows with them but we were kind of like we weren't really like that tight with them at the time but then they really started to support us so we started supporting them and that was like the SUP days Doc you know and like Doc and Kyle started coming to our shows, and then that was it. It was oh, like...
3: Kyle, love him. Yeah, yeah
1: man.
0: <laughs> the man right there. I forgot. I keep going, because, like, Doc, Doc asked me to ask you a question. Oh,
3: yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I got to remember what I it was. about that. Yeah. Oh, boy, this is going to suck. <laughs> I
0: but,
1: think it was,
3: like, a nickname or something. No, he said a couple of
1: things. Yeah. All right, no, no, I love Doc.
0: I love him to death. Um, yeah, he... I mean, like... Seriously, like how many fucking videos did oh, he God. Like he was he was yeah. a documentarian basically. Yeah. Yeah, he He's was. the reason we can go to YouTube and look at these videos yep. and cat like it's insane. Yep. Like never did you think when we were younger mm-hmm. that there's going to be a place that you could fucking type up and like pull up nineteen fucking ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people like Doc fucking yep. documented all. I remember that.
3: buying VHS tapes from him. Yep. And you know, multiple shows. Yes. Was he selling them? Yo, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he would sell them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, was, I remember there were many nights we hung out in his uh his basement. And he was living with his parents and we were like in his basement in Miller Place like just how his parents didn't get high all the time too. Kyle <laughs> was smoking once that were called Godfathers and like you know they it's were the like,
4: hollowed out blunt and stuff. Yeah, like, oh I yeah, heard what? I heard about that. <laughs>
1: yeah. was like, like dank. I would I wouldn't I wasn't never really like a weed smoker and I just the contact highs were unbelievable and we used to hang out in Doc's basement and like Kyle and Doc would a graffiti. we would just watch hardcore shows like and it was just like it was bliss it was bliss bliss and tension was getting big at that time like that's when we recorded the demo. What year is this? Like This is 94. Okay. Yeah, 94. The, we put the demo out in the summer of, uh, I want to say, like, the summer of 94, and we guerrilla marketed that shit. Like, we just, like, we all threw our money in, and we just went to hardcore shows and, like, gave it out, and we, at that time, it was, like, two different scenes. There was, like, what was going on out yep. east, and then out here, you had the big guys. You had, you know, Neglect, Silent Majority, we were talking about standoff still, so I guess they were from Queens or whatever, but, like those guys were like who we wanted to be mm-hmm. and
0: so yeah. there was like a disconnect kind there of There
1: was there was but then there was a moment where it converged and, and I that remember cuz yeah.
0: I, I I don't know th- cuz I wasn't there <laughs> but every time I talked to someone they they mention whatever you're going to mention mm-hmm. and uh, you know I feel like trip face was involved in Trip the, face something. was out east they yeah, were Yeah they, yeah, out they east. were
1: but they the thing about trip face yeah. was is they had cred out west like yeah. everybody yes, loved them yeah. out west people looked at us we were a Roxy band yeah. like there was a while before anybody cut us a break. I remember Artie Philly trashing us and under the <laughs> volcano like totally really?
3: fucking. Oh yeah, oh he was excoriating brutal. Excoriating
1: us. I love him. I yeah, love him. Yeah. He yeah. was always a great. writer. One of the
3: best frontmen of all time, oh, right yeah. there. Oh yeah, did Millhouse? Yeah. Oh god, fucking great. Oh.
1: was it? Black people? That was the other band he did, which was. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Was like a Joy band, like... he did. Like I don't know if it was a spoof or a one-off, yeah. but it was yeah. awesome. And they all wore like <laughs> black glasses, and they sounded exactly like Joy Division. Like they were fucking great. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> I didn't. But, know um, yeah, yeah so. we got excoriated under the volcano We just, like, again We kept getting shitty review after shitty review But, like, at the shows We're getting bigger and bigger And, like, I guess the kids didn't give a fuck What was... Where were, were you saying. playing, then? Roxy We were playing Roxy The right track in And then Roxy were letting us play Um I don't so, know So, like,
0: open up for, like, bigger national bands or something?
1: No, what Frank Carioli used to do with us Is, like, he would call us up and be like Hey, you guys want to play with something Majority? You want to play with Neglect on a Sunday matinee? you like, fuck yeah, we do Yeah And then, uh We realized like, you know, he'd tell us, yeah, you guys are going on at seven or eight at night. So what he was doing was two shows. Uh, So we were mm. getting to play the second show where all the fucking cool kids went home. But we were going to those shows and we were handing out flyers and demos and people would, you know, some people, they would throw the fucking flyers on the ground. They would throw the fucking demo. It didn't matter. We made thousands of copies of that falling down demo and we gave it to everybody. When you give shit out to people, guerrilla marketing, man, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've made backwards mistakes in other bands where you try to sell your fucking demo and that doesn't work.
3: I remember Elmo handed out the uh, the Southport demo With the VOD record release at Pwac. Yeah, and he fucking handed out like five thousand yeah, of them man. or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Shout yeah, out, shout out to, to, to Elmo, my, Elmo's key, my keto man. brother. <laughs> He's the fucking man right there.
0: <laughs> you guys are doing keto? Yeah. Nice. Me, me, him, my girlfriend. I'm down twenty five pounds. There you but go, nice. man. When when you got to lose sixty, that's not much. <laughs> Share off the Titanic. <laughs> But, um yeah, so you're doing your thing. Things are happening. Um, when do you – you said that there was a moment that you remember that, like, the two
1: – This is the way I remember it, and it's only coming from my point of view. So Eddie Reyes and Joe Rubino might have a, a completely different view, and they can you know say I'm wrong or whatever. I'm just saying what I saw through my own two eyes We were playing a show out in Miller Place, and um, I don't know. Was it clockwise? It must have been clockwise. They were playing. And we were kind of stoked to be on the bill with them. And like things were still kind of like chilly. Not like not like bad, you know, like people talking shit, but it was still like, we still weren't, like we hadn't broken through yet to them. And then um, with tension, that was another thing too, is we would roll with like 70, 80 deep everywhere we went. It just, we weren't looking for trouble. It's no. just that we, when people saw that we weren't these fucking tough guys, we were all teddy bears and we wanted to be friends with people. We wanted to talk to people and shit. People just started coming around, and they were drawn to that. And, you know, these guys are really funny. They like comedy. They're more into fucking Monty Python and, you know, whatever. And there was a party, and I think fucking somebody stepped up to Eddie Reyes. And, like, you know, it was a bunch of, like, fucking, like, jock assholes. And somebody stepped up to Eddie Reyes. Eddie Reyes will get back up in anybody's fucking face. He doesn't give a shit. But there was a lot of them. And then when he turned around, like, all everybody from, like, our side was there, too. And it was like, nah, you know what? He's a fucking hardcore kid. Fuck this shit. And it was all of us there, too. So, like, when these guys saw what was going on, I think they fucking backed off. Yeah. And after that, like, Joe and Eddie Reyes had history from before that. They knew each other from, like, way back in the day, like, late 80s, early 90s shows. And,
0: um, yeah, he told me, uh, Joe mentioned that, I guess <laughs> when they first met the fear at, shirt, yeah, the Harris. fear shirt, he <laughs> thought it was like some like Nazi screwdriver shirt, but mm-hmm. it was like the fear shirt. And, yeah. um, they, <laughs> you know, they basically, you know, squashed it right away. Cause I guess, I don't know, from far away, <laughs> right. like the fear shirt. Yeah. 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 So I guess from there, like,
1: then they realized like they got to know us like George, George Reynolds, um. All those guys like Tommy and the Jack of Venus. I love the Jack Ovinas. Yeah. I love Mike and, and Loretta, all of them. And um Rich and they, they just kinda saw like, dude, these guys are just a bunch of clowns. Like they're not looking to start shit with anybody. Just because we'd roll up in a show, you know, with a bunch of people, it wasn't we weren't looking for trouble. Trouble definitely found us sometimes, I won't deny that. But after that it was like that one summer like we just were like we were cool and then we started getting like good shows. We started get we got offered to play at the peewac it was like, holy
0: fucking you shit. Got, you guys got scared Parker. just want you to yeah. know, by the way. Very frightened. I was one of the very scared f- ones. Very frightened little pudgy white kid <laughs> yeah. from, uh, from Massapequa. Yeah.
3: The tough, the tough streets of Massapequa Park got to me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you book them, right? I did, actually. Yeah. God damn it. That's a flyer I didn't fucking take out. Actually, the mm-hmm. first Sky Came Falling Do over. show, um, mm-hmm. you guys headlined at the Massapequa Park Nights of Columbus. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, it was uh, Fall Victim, which, funny enough, the guitarist is in my band now, Andrew. Uh, Inside, shout mm. out to Malamo and his boner. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Cleanser.
1: Cleanser, oh my
2: God. Cle- yeah. Keith. Yeah. Uh, yep.
3: Motive, right when the 7-inch was coming out, which, yeah. my favorite 7-inch of all time, thank you. And then you guys headlined. <laughs> yep. And I remember that, so that was the day after uh, the 2nd W A C or the Common ground, whatever you want to call it, closed in Bayshore. Yeah. So I was just like, "Fuck! Is anybody gonna care? Is anybody gonna show up?" And like, I think the fucking thing held like 350 people, and like we squeezed somehow like 500 people in there, and it was fucking insane.
1: That was crazy. That was a crazy time period too, because like it's not. I don't. I don't know what's going on now. Maybe this is happening now. But okay, (laughs) just like, (laughs) like no, No. whatever you're gonna say, no. Every town had its own scene. Like there was always like one or two bands from each town. Like Hop Hog had a band, Uh, East Islip. CI like Riverhead yeah Brentwood <laughs> yeah the Brentwood crew and then like it just all started becoming like one there was a it was a really good time to be in a band and it was a really good time to like make connections and 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 it was crazy it just like it all converged and then once you know like the cool kids were in attention it was nuts it was just like that's From when now. it was unbelievable that's when every show was a guaranteed packed house for whatever band was playing
0: for whatever yeah and then uh i know that center reach started doing shows too right at the vfw the oh that place hall. was awesome Do you guys know
1: about the hung- hungarian hall on exit 58 no Mm-mm. yeah it's right off of uh it's just a little bit north of the expressway on uh right at exit 58 that main road i don't know what it's called but there was a little hole on like a little hole in the ground a hole in the wall and like they used to let us play there they you know, like, kids beat the shit out of each other, held, like, 300 people, played with Hatebreed and Outrage one night, and it was just, like, unreal. Yeah,
0: Hatebreed, rem- like, I was listening to the Josta podcast, and, uh, J- Jamie mentions Tension, yeah. a bunch, where he's oh, just yeah. like, v- yeah.
1: we used to play with Medford, VFW, we used to play Bristol Bike Exchange, we met up with them Connecticut, and right? That uh. was awesome. The Bristol Bike Exchange shows were nuts, especially when Hatebreed was playing, but, um, yeah, those, those were, we were us and April were kinda like kindred spirits. You know, a little bit different music wise, but like we just definitely were like going for that like fucking stripped down riff mosh part in and out type of music.
0: Yeah. Um amazing, like what twenty five years later, right they where they're playing So playing whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's the
3: only one left. Uh it's him and the bass player. Is it yeah. those are the only two and I think the guy that's playing guitar now? was, like, the original, original guy, and they brought him back. Yeah. So, wow. Well, you know. Last
1: time I saw Hatebreed, I was over in Europe with Feta doing this uh, Sounds of the Underground tour. And oh, yeah, I like, remember. All the way out there. I guess we were, like, in Belgium somewhere. It was, like, some, like, summer festival tour type of thing. And um, I remember, like, you know, I want to go see them. I want to go see Hatebreed. So, like, we we went outside, and, like, I was all the way in the back. And, like, uh, Jamie comes out, and he's, like... uh. I don't condone violence at our shows. I fucking endorse it. And like the place was on fire. There were people behind me, and I was like a mile away from the stage. People behind me were throwing each other around and beating the shit out of each other. I'm like, (laughs) I remember playing Bedford VFW with these fucking guys.
0: That's funny. They were great.
1: They were unbelievable. Like so tight. So good.
0: Yeah, they were one of those bands that like the only band that I I think really made that crossover. You know, they were like, okay, Uh hardcore. These audiences, like I guess there might, there might have been like a ceiling, but they took everything that they can get. It's like oh Slipknot tour, yeah. this tour, this mm-hmm. tour doesn't matter. Where people like oh you guys sold out,
3: but I mean they were pretty much the first like Victory band to get noticed, you know. The victory had a really I mean because like up, they got on uh, they got on Ozfest and I was just like holy right. fucking shit a Victory band is on Ozfest like how did yeah. the fuck did this happen? And then like you said they got like the Slipknot tour, they got so many Slayer tours, lot they lot did. They Sliders did like that on
4: the to open for uh, it too Yeah,
3: man. I mean they yeah. did. Uh, there was this very short-lived tour called like Tattoo the Earth tour. Oh, I remember. Uh, I was there. That yeah. they got that, and that was with like Soulfly and shit. I like remember. That. It was actually yeah.
0: not even Soulfly. It was uh, Metallica, Slipknot, Slayer, uh, Sepultura. And okay, the, Sepultura. Hatebreed uh, might have opened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were, <laughs> we were, we were such metal losers that I was like, I can't believe Slipknot's playing after fuck. Nah, play yeah, playing after fucking Slayer. <laughs> I'm like, I who cares? No. But like back then, I was like, this is ridiculous. No. <laughs> <laughs> why did why did I care? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. But um, so you ended up leaving because yes. Joe said yeah. that Ecstasy ruined his band. How true is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at that time
1: period, like, um, shit got crazy. That was the late 80s, late 90s in, in on Long Island. And, and the summer of 98 was, like, the summer of ecstasy on Absolutely. Long Island. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe definitely, like, didn't dabble in that stuff. That summer, I was kind of like, I I'd never taken hallucinogenics before that. And then that summer was uh, the first time I took magic mushrooms, first time I took ecstasy. And it kind of like, there were things in there, in that mushroom trip, that I'm still different from. That's like wild. From beforehand, wow. like, and yeah. I, I could, I remember the snap, and I remember the feeling, and like, I, I was just like different. You after said that
0: that was the first time you took hallucinogenics, You said, or were yeah, you taking first,
1: ass? No, no, I was twenty. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't fuck around with anything hard until. What that made you summer. do it?
0: What's that? What made you do it? <laughs> A right. girl. I, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. My father was definitely like an eccentric f- dude, and he was. You know, from the late 50s, early 60s, he was hella into Castaneda. And he read all those, like, you know, Separate Way of Living, all that stuff from Castaneda. And, um, you know, there's a lot about peyote and stuff like that in there. And I remember those books always being around my house the trippy covers on them and stuff. And then, you know, that summer I started asking my dad about hallucinogenics because it was going around. And he just handed me a copy of Castaneda's first book, and I read it. And then I handed it off to Rick Smith, and then like, he read it. And then, uh, but Rick had been Rick. Rick had been schooled in the yard <laughs> Sure, shout out that. to Ancient Tongue. Oh Rick. God, yeah, <laughs> I love that dude. Um, so it was like, holy shit! It just like opened up. It opened up a lot of things, and and one of the things it definitely affected was like my guitar playing and the type of music I started listening to. It just kind of like went somewhere. You know, there wasn't really a lot of crazy psychedelic music back in the late '90s. Like, no. you had to dig. Mm-hmm. My Bloody Valentine was it. Rich Capello h- hit right. hit me off with My Bloody Valentine. Oh yeah. And then I was listening to a lot of like
0: hum. But even like nice. earlier, like you said, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction was like the closest thing. Yeah. And you think of like that stuff, like a lot of stuff on right. Ritual. Yeah. Was like psychedelic. Like, Whoa, yeah. What the fuck's man. going on here? No, the freaking the first uh, Pumpkin's record. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like oh. you hear that
2: shit. Yeah.
1: And I started to really hear music in a different way. And, um, you know, that's kind of like what started the whole thing with me leaving Tension. I just kind of wanted to do more. I wanted to open up. You can hear, like even on a tension demo you can hear me I'm trying to play like fucking ninth chords and like suspended eleventh chords under distortion like anywhere I could sneak one in you know yeah. you, could, you could hear that in there but like I really wanted to just like open up my playing and kind of me move
0: too. Yo, we talked about Jay Booty before off off air Yeah. and uh, I remember when I was putting together Passenger Always Dies with Paul from Grudge Holder yeah. uh, and we asked Jay Booty to be the drummer so we sent him stuff and like I'm just not a am not a hardcore guitar player I always yeah. like. You know, I'm just an indie rock guy. So he sent him like three or four songs, and he's like, "Hey, Daddy, like that's pretty good, man. You got anything less jangly, though?" (laughs) And I was just like, "No, I was like doing like the weirdest, like I I, anything to not play a power chord, right? What I was doing, you know? Yep. And that's all I remember. And like to this day, I'm like, (laughs) "Got anything less jangly, though?" (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I just
1: like that's when I really started getting into drum and bass. Like really hard Dark Step Jungle You know yeah oh, I'm right there with you man. Like, That's yeah. it well, Lying
3: in that. cup of coffee Right there <laughs> yeah. So he
0: was in a, in a band with, with George uh Called Earthling Massive Um And it was I mean it had some Drum and bass We influence. were trying We just didn't know How to do it Atari it was, Teenage we, Riot
1: Yeah we were just like Cavemen trying to f- Fucking like Bang that rock together like a, And like we couldn't We couldn't figure it out But Jay was trying to play Those drum and bass breaks Like Amen breaks On his drums And like we just didn't know how to do it, so like we knew we had to get.
4: Would you listen to, like the Ed Rush, like the Virus, the, like what you say in the dark?
1: Well, we were listening to like Phantom Forty Five, okay, okay. Uh, one eight seven, right, like that type of stuff, gotcha. like, really hard. You know, DJ Hype was like our Fuck, fucking yeah. god. I
4: still have his mixtapes, man. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. the, he was the all best of scratcher. Unbelievable, out of all those guys.
1: But the beats that he would put down, we were listening to Ming and FS. Yeah. Earthling was a conversation that Jay Booty and I had. Like we were like we want to do this kind of music. We want to we want to meld heavy metal, hardcore, and rock with drum and bass beats. Because to me, drum and bass was like the most aggressive shit I've ever heard in my life. Like I would try to play over it all the time. Just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Hard. You know? Kind of yeah. a funny story how we got George too. If you ever want like, to. Yeah, about
0: sure. That. I remember because I remember I went to high school with Mike Leota. Yeah, yeah, so, Mike. So Mike, chaotic. I was over at the. It wasn't called a swing set, or maybe it was at that time. And he was uh, handing out, like, the first two songs with Jill. Yeah. Jill yep. is the singer. Yep. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'm doing a band with the you know, singer Mind of Mind Over Matter, blah, blah, blah. So he gave me the two songs, and it was very different from what it turned out to be. So, yeah. But how'd you get, George?
1: Oh, that was funny, because, like, Jay Booty was... I don't know what happened with uh, Kamuzi in um, Day in a Life. I don't know mm. if he was leaving. Oh, yeah. And...
3: That guy George was an underrated drummer. drummer. I love I was going to put that out there. Awesome drummer. Uh, um, Pete just... Motive, actually not a fan of him, though. No. <laughs> Doesn't like his drumming style. I like
2: Kamuzi Man, throw. <laughs> dry
3: snitching. That's it.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Shout out to Pete McCoy,
3: though. Pete McCoy is my boy. How big is his nipples?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, good uh-huh. question.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Jay Booty was like, they were telling like, I think George really wanted him to play in, in a day full, in a uh, day in life, and... Booty was, like, just, like, so fucking into it. He was, like, practicing every day. And then it never materialized for him. I don't know what happened. I think Day in the Life kind of, like, did their thing. Yeah. And me and Jay Booty would just drive around in his friggin' Volkswagen, like, listening to the drum and bass stuff. And we were just trying to figure out how to hell to do this. And we would get together in his basement. It was just me and him writing riffs. Um, He was good friends with Case from Brown 45, Brown 25. Dave Case came in, and, like, he, Dave was an awesome bass player, but... We just didn't have a singer, and um, we knew we we wanted Jill because Jill like came from the club scene, from the rave scene, like she knew how to sing over that kind of music. But we knew we needed a dude if we were going to do heavy music. we I want to get somebody.
0: you. <laughs> I want to get you on the mic. Oh, sorry. Oh, just just move mm-hmm. it closer. Is, is that thing? No. How about this? Just because? Because because I know when I edit. I'm yeah, no, to... it's. I don't want it to
1: be quiet. Yeah. So um, this is like, a very important the we, part. <laughs> who the hell are we going to get? And uh, Jay's like, yeah, let's ask George. And I'm like that's like, you know, me asking out, you know, Farrah Fawcett. Like, I'm like, "Jay, no, there's no fucking way he's going to do this." <laughs> and he's like, "No, nah, man, no, nah, man. We'll have him come down. We'll have him come down." I'm like, "Oh, fuck." So, George comes down and like, I knew him from hardcore shows. Got along with him great. Awesome dude. Um, but I was like, I was like nervous when he came down. It wasn't like we were trying him out. It was like he I, in my mind, he was trying us out and like we had like half songs finished. We had parts of songs. Um, I don't know if Leota was there at the time. Like, Leota was putting down drum and bass beats from, like, sequencers and and pads and stuff. And um, George came down, and he listened to it, and um, he didn't say anything at first. And I was like, man, I remember talking to Jay. We went to a party. I don't know if you know John told us John Smarts. Yeah. Yeah, we were at a party at Smarts' house that night. And um, I was talking to Jay. I'm like, ah, man, what do do you think? And Jay's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I ran into George in the kitchen. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to fucking ask him. And I'm like, did you... Were you into it? Was a little too like loose for you? And he's like, No, I fucking loved it. He's like, I want to do it. Cool. And I was like, Holy shit! How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> but Jay was right. You just you know you just got to ask. You just got to put it out there. And and George came, and then we. That's when we really started writing songs. And at that point, I had like basically like broke from tension and wasn't on bad terms, and always stayed on good terms with those guys. But they understood. Like I just was kind of like. Heading out into space You know
0: And if you're not there You know And and plus you guys What you guys did You know You you did That's it No one can take that away But once you Aren't there mentally As far as like the music Yeah It's such a Like no one wants to hear A tension record That doesn't sound like tension Right You know Yeah we gave
1: them that one Once it was called Cleansing Through the Burning Time (laughs) We did a concept album And like that was That was well after like We had all split up And just like came back together But yeah, there's... Yeah, people don't want to hear it. They, you know, that type of band, they don't want to hear anything that doesn't sound like that. Yeah. And I was kind of, like, moving out. But, you know, Joe, too... Joe was starting to open up his mind, too. Like, you look at the band he did after Tension. Oh, did, yeah. Daily they Departed, man. Yep. Holy shit. With
3: Malama. Malama. Yep.
1: <laughs> and those guys caught fire, too. Like, and they... Yeah. and But you look at that,
0: that's nowhere fucking near Tension. Nowhere. Yep. Um, yeah, nowhere at all. And those man. those two guitar players were so good.
3: Ryan Mike, Jeff, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, they... That, that was
3: really a good band. And my old singer put it out. So there you go. It's like whole thing they save you. There you go. So <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I um I I did an album with them after after I got home from Feta and I just kind of like wasn't in Feta anymore. I I did a I did one album with Dealer but that was that's another story. That was another another weird situation.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So all right. So basically you bounce out of like cuz I know what Greg Kubaki replaced you out of earthling
1: yeah that was a that was a really weird time like i at that point i really you know and call me a sellout or whatever but at that point i really just my ears got tired of everything i was really i was listening to a lot of down tempo like boards of canada you know just really weird dense electronic music and
0: i think that's where i really remember you from yeah, well, that's how I met you
1: through Rich. Yeah. Rich started writing music with you. And yes. You, you were the songwriter. Yeah. Like that's how, like, Rich, like, hyped you up for months before I had got a chance to meet you. And he's like, yeah. this guy writes, this guy writes songs. He writes whole songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and he can sing and all this stuff. And I was like, that was awesome. And then, then I finally met you.
0: That's funny. Yeah, because yeah. Dave Casal. um... For my band Like when we first started He's like Rich is a fucking awesome guitar player And you write really good songs You're just not a good guitar player <laughs> <laughs> And you guys should just write songs together And that's how it all started
1: yeah. Rich is one of the best guitar players I've He's ever played so good yeah.
0: yeah, But he's another one Who just like gave it up And was like Like he was just like eh, I'm sick of this guitar I'm gonna just write <laughs> hip hop songs From now on Yeah,
1: yeah. No, He's good at it though He's good at writing electronic music too Yeah, yeah you know, so He I...
0: was the king of fruity loops Yeah he was Him and was. Conti
1: he was, yeah. I I kind of like branched off from Fruity Loose at that time and I started doing my own like solo electronic stuff by myself and I was just making CDs for my friends, just doing like real low-key down-tempo. My dad got sick that year. That was 03. And that was like, me and my dad were very close. So that was like a blow to me and it just like kind of, you know, put me off balance. And uh, it was just strange. I just wasn't making music at all. And then the whole opportunity with Fada came up and that was like fucking holy shit.
0: We had Brian Deneve on If I Ruled the World, Yep, and when he mentioned it, I was like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah, And he he did I I forgot how that happened, right? I guess Scott had
3: left. Yeah. Um, I was actually at his last Tension show. We were talking about it upstairs at the the downtown when he announced it. Oh, that's funny. So what do you remember for that? Well,
1: I remember the story that Brian told a little differently.
2: Okay. Um, (laughs) His Brian, was a good story though It was a good story But
1: <laughs> I'll give you the backstory To his story Sure, sure. Um, I was on the phone With Joe mm-hmm. one day We were working on That Tension um, Concept album In, in uh, 2003
0: Everyone look real quick <laughs> Cool
1: We were working on That concept album In uh, 2004 actually And um I i bounced on a practice once. I don't know if you've ever been in a band with Joe Rubino, but you do not. You need a doctor's note. Fortunately, no, to yeah. do that. <laughs> doctor's, I showed no. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I've right. shown him doctor's notes. Like been like, yo, man, I can't make it to practice. I'm I'm gonna go to the doctor, and then like the next day, be like, did you did you really go to the doctor? And I'd show him like a prescription for some antibiotic. I got like, Joe, I went to the fucking doctor.
2: So wow. uh, he's like me then. That's yeah. brutal. I know. Yo, oh, I yeah. do. I do. No, he's not
1: brutal. It's just it's just really fucking funny.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's how that's how I roll.
2: Yeah, for real, yeah.
1: yeah. Band Check. practice, like to Joe, it was like you know, and Church. we were doing like these recordings too. We were recording at full force and like, you know, staying up to fucking negative three hundred in the morning. <laughs> like it was just ridiculous. And um, but there was one practice I couldn't make, and I was like calling Joe the next day. I'm like, oh man, I can't make it. He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, oh, we might be doing a dearly departed thing, but um, Scott Gross might be playing guitar for us because Jeff had Jeff had left. or no, no, Ryan had left. And I was like, what the hell is Scott doing? Why is he leaving FATA? He's like, yeah, no, he just, things aren't going. I heard the other side of the story from sure, fada, so. but, uh, you know, but they, they just split. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, is FATA looking for another guitarist? And Joe's like, I, I don't know why. And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I wasn't even making music. Like, I was driving a truck for fucking Toyota parts. And uh, I was like, yo, get me Brian's number. He's like, all right, but, you know, you can't bail on practice on them if you get in there, man. Yeah. I'm
0: talking from Autumn to Ashes. <laughs> yes, from listening. Autumn to Ashes. Wow.
1: Yes. So um, th- that was crazy, too. I remember it was a span of like two days. I like called Brian up and left a message on his voicemail I'm like, hey, Brian. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, what's up? It's John Cox. Um, you know, uh, I-, I heard you guys uh, might be looking for a guitarist. Uh, you know, I just wanted to see what you thought. Maybe I could help out or whatever. And like I didn't hear from him for like a full day, and then he called me back at like he left a voicemail on my phone at like fucking four in the morning, and he was like trashed. And he's like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You want to do it? Give me a call, man. Call me back. Let me know what you think." I'm like, "All right." And I got back in touch with him finally, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Your first tour is gonna be in a month, and you're going out for six weeks with us." And I was
3: like, "Fucking amazing!" So yeah, like I was like, "Wait, What did you gotta have-
1: try out or anything?" No. He's like, "No." He's like, "We're only gonna be home for one day, so you have to make that practice one day." And then we're going to go. Then we're going to Phoenix the next morning. And I'm like, ha ah,
0: You had to quit, <sighs> though. Your job, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh-huh. fucking,
1: like, two days later, I went into my boss. Like, I had a good, good relationship with my boss over at Toyota. How like, big hey.
0: were they at that point? They were pretty big. That right? was, yeah, they were in yeah. a bus. They were in a bus. Yeah. That yep. was
1: right after Fiction We Live came out. Which was huge, because that was Was vagrant. Bob
0: still the tour manager? Who? Bob Farley. No, it
1: wasn't Bob Farley. It was that. some other dude. Um, it was a while before that. There was some other guy in between. Um, and then we had Race for a while, which oh, okay. was a breath of fresh air. Sure. shout out to Race. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, he was like, when he f- became our tour manager, we desperately needed someone like him. And, uh, yeah, but so that was it. Like, the, And then I went from not playing any shows at all. And the biggest show I had played prior was, like, the swing set with VOD. It was, like, was 500 there. people. Yeah, it was Silent Majority, uh, Tension, VOD. Oh, yeah. You know, uh. That was my last Tension show. Like Tension oh, was it? proper. Like, yeah. that was 2000. That's when I left, like, for real. And, um, that was a good way to go. Yeah. yeah, that show was friggin' legendary. Mayhem. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. People were were forming pits to me, tuning my guitar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it's real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, how was that one practice with them?
1: It was it was white knuckle because Fata on recording versus Fata live is a totally different animal. Um, live, live, they're definitely Fran has a little bit more like a. A little bit more lag in his step. He plays his songs a little slower sometimes. You know, like, he's he's definitely, like, a field drummer. A great drummer. But it took me, like, one oh. or two songs. And, like, another thing, too, is, like, I wasn't used to this. Like, anytime I'd make a mistake, like, any of the bands I've ever been in, if I made a mistake, like, at practice or whatever, like, everybody would just stop and regroup. <laughs> no. Fata just fucking rolled over me like a truck. Yeah. And, like, I just got used to it. And I was like, oh, man, I thought I sucked. And, like, then, like at the end of the practice when we were like reeling up our chords like uh, Fran and um, Palato that was playing bass at the time Mike yeah awesome guy yeah love that dude Um, they were like yeah you did a really good job man you did awesome and I was like holy shit so that was it The next morning we were That's
4: a pretty big switch to go off Like you weren't doing anything Right And then you're just like Zero Six, to weeks torn a bus Boom now,
0: Also like a lot of people, people Wouldn't really jump on that You know you You put the ball in motion You could have just sat on your ass And been like I really want to do it But I'm not going
3: to call
1: I'm uh, not going to get all metaphysical on you Sam Like and I don't I don't want to I'm not Let's do I'm it man getting... I'm high as fuck oh, right now 15, bro. Come on <laughs>
3: we just watched Voltron before that so <laughs> I don't I know you're
1: high on life right now um I wasn't making any kind of decisions it just it was all falling out of my mouth and I'm not saying like I I know you know everybody has their beliefs on on what they believe like soul wise and religion wise but I wasn't making any decisions it was all like I was just opening my mouth these words were coming out I don't know where this bravery was coming from yeah. and it just it just that's how it fucking happened like I don't I wouldn't have jumped on it. I really don't think I would have jumped on it. Thank fucking God I did. But I thank God I Joe. Didn't.
0: Joe is so unbearable to be in a band with <laughs> that you
1: were like, I'm out of here. Oh God, you got to see some of the texts I told him about is like how how horrible it is being in a band with him. I love him to death, and he's like a brother to me. But like it's just there, you know.
3: What uh what tours do you remember doing like oh, like other no, But hold on before we get <laughs> yeah. there. Okay. So you you jump on a plane to Phoenix. Yes. Like
0: what do you what do you fucking like the whole time? This is what you want to do, and it's not like you guys are, you know, it's not like you're a zillionaire, but, like, you're off to a six-week tour yes, yes. of, like, holy shit. There was this... a learning
1: curve. There was a learning but curve. But how was
0: that feeling, just sitting on that plane, knowing that you were, this is almost like a, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. like a sweepstakes.
1: Unreal. Like, I know, like, when I see people who win the lottery, I know how they feel. Yeah. Because I got to feel that. I remember just, like... Thinking about what my life was before that, and like all the other musicians that are out there, like struggling. Like I felt like I found the cheat code, like on a game. <laughs> it just felt like a cheat code. Like up, holy up, Down shit! Down. Left nice. Right, left right. A B B A. Ikaros ABBA Slice. Yeah. Come on. Thirty lives. And it was just crazy. It just like was nuts. My dad had just died. You know, things were like, you know, strange with my living situation, and um. It just couldn't have happened at a better time, you know. I was in a relationship at the time, but, you know, that just definitely suffered for me, you know, not being there and stuff. You know, that well, was really hard.
0: Sure, because that's one of those things where, you know, like, I don't know, you know, I'm sure everyone's significant other would be like, you're going to go where for six weeks? <laughs> and do what? I just yeah. watched The Dirt. I know <laughs> what you guys do on tour. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Tommy Lee's going to fuck your girlfriend now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely, and it just was.
0: Uh... Well, how was uh, the first show? Nuts
1: Nuts we, we were playing with that band Atreyu I'll tell oh, you, you this this, uh, is, this
0: is this, is, this is really funny
1: um, I'm <laughs> fucking nervous You know you know Atreyu The yeah, band yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about yep. Right you know, um, Yeah <laughs> So I'm like <laughs> backstage In Phoenix And I'm pacing And there's like 3,000 people there And like you can hear the crowd You know For the, for the other bands And stuff And like I was just Nervous mm-hmm. off my ass And like Mike Pilato came out You know I had only known the guy Like three days He comes out Like I don't know If you guys know him personally But he is a very nice guy I met him. You know him. I know him, yeah. Yeah, sweet dude. Like, he came out and, like, he grabbed me on by my shoulders and he pushed me outside. And, like, you know, he was going to give me the pep talk. And we look, and the guys from Atreyu were practicing the tripod. Do you know, like, the heavy metal tripod? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were practicing that. And wow. I, like, looked at Mike. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? He was, yeah. like, laughing with me and stuff. And, like, kind of broke it a little bit. But it was really funny. Like, these guys are, are these guys doing it? For, is this a joke? And I'm like, <laughs> Mike's like, no, no, this is their shtick. You know, like, they. They're, you know, Is that growing. when they had
0: the fluorescent guitars too? Yes. Oh yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, they had the the, the fluorescent guitars, the makeup. Yeah. The friggin' drummer yeah. was wearing clothes that were like really way too tight for nope. a guy his yeah. size.
0: <laughs>
3: I um, wear his nipples. <laughs> he's a bi- he's a big dude too. <laughs> yeah. Brandon? He's a big boy. Yeah.
0: They and were
1: <laughs> they were, and tra- They were nice guys. Like the, the singer Alex was really cool. Like during the course of that six weeks, like I really like I got to know him and he was a really nice guy. Like definitely.
0: So yeah, big boy that. Brendan or whatever you said for <laughs> oh, the drummer
3: of a yeah, he was a big dude. Now he plays with three bass drums because he thinks he's Tommy Lee, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> Half dollar nipples. Yo, he, <laughs> yo,
0: Parker, <laughs> Parker's gonna catch so much smoke after this episode uh, shitting on all the nipples. drums. Yeah. yeah, it's
3: like who's that weird dude from that stupid show like, that he keeps talking about? They're they're about like what? The, what's that band anointing the shithead? <laughs> <what> Parker, new <laughs> band right. he's in. Know. Yeah, Parker's in a new band. He's a uh, show coming up. Yeah. Shout out to fucking Rick Jimenez for fucking hooking that shit up.
2: So. I like when you spick it up like that uh, Yeah dude That's
3: my boy My fucking wife's half Mexican man I That's f- what I'm saying I gotta I, show I, the Listen p- Dude I've seen fucking El Nino live <laughs> Like I know what's going on you know? it's, As as the resident Hispanic and you yeah. know, I like when people say My
4: wife's too I like to think I'm I, like, I, try, I, I,
3: too. Yeah. I like proxy That's true I was born there Yeah, yeah you know by proxy, by proxy Dude I'm going to Besito For fucking Cingo de Mayo Like I know what's up I <laughs> love that Dude Place for Um. So
0: How long was your stint With From Autumn Tashes It was
1: Let's see I got in in April of 04 and I was in until basically January of 06. So, oh, so that was a while. About a year and a half, year and three quarters. Did you make a record uh, with them? Yes, I did. We went up to Vancouver. Right as, uh, you had Tim on the other show, Tim from VOD. Yeah. Um, he recorded with Garth Richardson. They were yep. there right before we were. We were the next band up after them. Um, they evidently had their shit together. <laughs> oh, you guys did? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was that was a rough, really rough time. We wrote, you know, we wrote that album "Abandon so, Your Friends," and that was crazy. Like, that was just shit. Was just really fucking nuts. Um, I don't know what what aspect you want to get into on that. Yeah, or, whatever, or, whatever. I mean, yeah, we so we toured on the fiction we live a lot. We went over to Europe. We got to do like you know a bunch of really cool like fall and winter touring with in Europe. And and, and what was some
0: out. crazy shit that you like bands like? Who did you share a st- stage with at, like, some festival that you're like, this is bananas, I got to go watch this band?
1: Oh, Foo Fighters, Dinosaur Jr. Wow. We did Reading wow. and Leeds. Yeah, uh, that's insane. That was a nuts Huge. story how that happened. We were only supposed to play, like, the, the small stage, which was going to be that year with Death From Above 1979, which is like, holy shit, I love that band. Um, But something happened with Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy was supposed to open up, and Corey Brennan, our manager, was also Slipknot's manager. Mm-hmm. And something happened and it was a little bit of a thing where like, you know, full out boy can't play. So they traded favors so that they could get Slipknot on some other huge thing. Corey's like, well, then can you put Feta on first for Reading and Leeds both days? And they were like, sure. So now it's like now you're playing. I was on fucking Trons on the side of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it this way: when we played, there was twenty thousand people there. When Foo Fighters played, there was like seventy five, eighty thousand. Wow, there.
4: Yeah. holy fuck! Um,
1: but this is a crazy shit your pants story. Like we're about to go on at Reading and Leeds, and like there's like a forty foot like gap between you and the and the crowd. Like there's a big barrier there, and like I'm like at that point like my stage fright had definitely chilled out a little bit. But this was like a reignition on a whole other level, and uh, I get there and I go to like plug my guitar in, and fucking no sound, no fucking sound, Uh. nothing. Like the the fucking amp won't even go on, and the Foo Fighters guitar tech, like just like looks at me, comes over, like he's like, hold on, puts his hands up like that, sticks a flashlight in his mouth, goes back down behind the dual rectifier, (laughs) right, and then. I see his thumb go up, and the lights on my amp come
0: up. Amazing! Just gave
1: me a fuse right fucking there, and saved the goddamn day. Pro, pro,
0: yeah, money, MVP right there. That's why. That's how he works for the food fighters. Because he's that guy. He's like like, like, flashlight mouth. That's what they call him. I
1: couldn't even give him like till after the show. I wanted to give him some sort of sign of like. How grateful I was! Like I love you, thank you. You just fucking autograph
0: his tension CD. <laughs> Sweet. I'm I don't sure think he, he gave knew. a fuck about shit about <laughs> tension. He, he saw the look in your eye. Yeah, he knew, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: He knew this yeah. guy. He's like this, this poor guy. guy. Uh, yeah, he this
3: guy. I, yeah, he totally yeah.
0: knew. Like he knew I was
1: just. <laughs> he was like fuck.
3: Voltron, right? Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yep. I got you. But
0: right? that is like the be- like. That's how people like that. Like you know, he's a pro in his world. Yep. Mm. You know, like you 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 fucking get to some, a place like that with, like, 80,000 people, Foo Fighters are about to play. Mm-hmm. If something goes wrong, you need an answer immediately. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, and he, and, and I wasn't gonna be able to get it. Like, my, my pedal board was shit. Like, you know, I, I definitely, like, had my, my issues with guitar equipment. That was another thing, too, like, chasing money with that band, like, I really had a hard time, like, keeping my head above water. So, um... Yeah, that's that was like the craziest shit. But then like, you know, hanging out afterwards at Reading and Leeds and I go to walk over and Brian and Eve and Josh, our bass player, they're standing in a circle of dudes and I just like walk over next to him and it's fucking Dave Grohl and Taylor.
3: Yeah. And I was wow. just like,
0: hi. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. hey man, you guys were awesome. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't say I don't think he saw us. But, no. <laughs> but, but they definitely, there was no air about them. Like I met a, a, a lot of cool people that were like that famous and like no bullshit. Well, like, you know, yeah.
0: I I often wonder, I don't know who has the better life, Dave Grohl or Sammy Hagar. (laughs) like Those two guys are the happiest people ever. Mm. I feel like individually, I feel like I could be at practice and Dave Grohl would knock on anyone's door. And be like, yo, you guys mind if I sit in on this song yeah. and play drums to <laughs> yeah. like whatever you guys like? He just seems like he loves music, he man. doesn't have yeah. a care in the world. Right. It's like somebody yeah. needs a drummer, he has a week off of like touring. Well, it's nice yeah. when the finances are set, and you can oh, just
2: yeah.
4: creatively do anything you yeah. feel like doing, hey. yeah. Yeah, he Make was, ProBot too. I was about to He'll
3: say, that man. ProBot thing, <laughs> perfect example. He just How fucking financed everything. And... So overdue for How a second. How
0: fucking uh. good. You... When
1: you love Voivod, you fucking love Voivod. There you so go. <laughs> that's it. It's there you it go. started <laughs> when I was 15, and it was an obsession. Even through their shitty albums, I was still fucking holding on to it What about the, the new record? Love it. Yeah. The EP before it, actually, like, a little bit more that post-Society shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. That new guitar player they have is a, f- a gift from God. Like, that dude... He looks like Piggy, he sounds like Piggy, he actually goes in a, in a direction that Piggy probably didn't, I don't want to say couldn't, but this guy has Shred. Okay. Piggy really wasn't much of a Shredder, but Piggy right. had those fucking Space Ears, and this guy's got that, but he's got Chops like a fucking Shredder.
0: What is uh, the best Voivod record?
1: For me? Yeah. It's Nothing Face. It's I know it's not, like, everybody will say Warren Payne. I started at Nothing Face, this dude that I went to high school with, Tom Beauvais, hit me off with Nothing Face, because we were always like into metal. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? No. And he's like, no, go back and listen to it again. And it was a weekend. And I went back and I listened to it again and it bit me. And it, that's it. I didn't yeah. want to hear anything else. And that's when I got <laughs> into like dissonance. I started bugging my dad. Teach me all these fucking weird chords. My dad knew all these big weird chords. Teach me this. I'm going to play these fuckers under distortion like Piggy.
0: So he was teaching you chords. like That's, that's awesome. That's cool.
1: They were like,
4: so unlike... Anyone else? Yeah, too, man. No,
1: my dad would hear. I would sh- yeah. play him. He wasn't like a big fan of metal at all. Right. But I would play him like, Dad, what is this chord? And he's like, That's a six nine chord. You
4: Amazing. know,
1: that's a friggin', that's a minor seven flat five. And he would show me how to finger him. And you know, I couldn't really play along to too many Voivod songs, but I could definitely write shit that sounded like Voivod.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so
1: that's that's I'm sorry, that's you were talking about Probot, but that's a thing like you know. No Probot. Was, I mean that record
0: yeah. is so fucking good.
4: Yeah. It's just it's it's amazingly written. It just that to he nail wrote. the essence of every person you're gonna collaborate <laughs> yeah. with. He fucking wrote like fucking the s- song with Kronos sounds like a goddamn Venom. Yeah. The record. Motorhead
0: song sounds yep. like Motorhead. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, how did you do that?
4: It's outstanding. The, the guitar, guitar
0: sounds on that album are nuts, insane, yeah, yeah. Just, just, huge, just
1: yeah, but really clear too, which is crazy. But so. just like
0: everything yeah. about it. Yeah Yeah, a second one Would be cool But I don't think He would do metal I think he would Probably have to do Something else I'd
4: love to hear him do Any explore Any genre Or you know, in that vein and stuff, but there's just so, so many other early artists so that
0: Tommy Lee with. writes books where he, he talks to his dick. <laughs> yes, mm, that's his fame. Like he could do whatever. He's like basically, you know, like he has the ability to do that from his fame. Dave Grohl has the ability, ability to just make music, right, and do cool shit. You know, so it's yeah. like both levels of fame are probably the same, and one chooses to <laughs> stick in it, but. He is bringing back methods of mayhem, so I'm Sweet. pretty
3: excited
4: about this, that. This
3: book, that book, not to go back to that. <laughs> is, Speaking of three bass drums, I, I think he the, used three bass drums. I don't and have, methods have the year it
4: was written, but it <laughs> must have been not long after that because you can tell how hyped he is about about this this project he's got going on yeah. and like how mm. fucking great it is and what a you know evolving all these different kinds
0: of music and knowing you know how bad it fucking was <laughs> and he's so excited I give about him- it. You know, you, you, you don't know until you try, and a lot of those guys, you know, even like the Brett Michaels of the world, like they wrote Every Rose in like 1988 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and these guys still can't write something on that level 30, 40 years later, but they still have a career. Mm. Like they yeah. make this one thing, even Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses are the biggest band in the world, and arguably they have one good album. <laughs> how is that possible? But well, you, know, you know, like, I mean, that's how good Appetite it, is. If, I guess. if you write that
4: magical album and songs that resonate with people, maybe in their youth primarily and stuff like that, they could take that for their whole life because they'll always want to recreate that moment. You yep. always be they'll play shows. They'll people want to hear that song. They want to You know what I mean? Like those. But when you even really, if it's a
0: nostalgia, but still act, like. You know, one album in 1987 that did very well, and they could still, like, through drug addiction, he kicked out everybody in the band. He waited 13, 14 years, to, no, 17 years, to make Chinese Democracy. That's Not, the biography. I they're like read. the Donald. They're like the Donald Trump of of hard rock. Like <laughs> yeah. anything that they do to destroy their career doesn't matter. Yeah. Their fan base is like, I want to hear Paradise City and I want to get wasted, yeah. and yeah. maybe somebody will show yeah. their titties. <laughs> That's it. Maybe the drummer. <laughs> I was about to say, as long as I'm
3: not different, knocked loose, I'll look. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Man,
1: you are definitely on somebody's hate list. Yeah, right now. I don't know who this guy is, but All right, he's a big boy, uh, yeah.
2: a big boy. This guy, yeah, big band. Yeah.
0: Um, so okay, so ha- what was the parting like with From Autumn Tash? It's like you just kind of like you, it was just time.
1: Yeah, like I just got you know they were. I really wasn't making a lot of money at all and like I started to look at my life right now right right there at that point I was like 30 31 and I started thinking like you know what I don't have a plan b like and I you know I was living in a a basement apartment at my mom's house at the time and I just like got sick of fucking eating ramen noodle every night and it I had no money for gear or anything like that so yeah when I left there it was just like the tour I got To do some sick shit with them, we got to go to Australia and Japan, and it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, two years. Like, what what more? Yeah,
0: like how many people could say that? How many people could say that? No, you know, they shit their pants at Reading or Leeds or wherever it was. (laughs) Um, so I mean, I guess it was like an amicable thing, you know? Like, yeah,
1: it kind of was. Like at at that point, Fran had biology, and he really was like pushing that. Yeah, he was like pushing for that. Um, he really was getting into the art too. He was doing like a graffiti thing, and he was like selling his art at shows. Like he, fata was really like, you know, not really like big on his list of priorities, and 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 all the
0: know. all the members seem to have been dropping off. Yeah. Well, yeah, from Scott Ben to Mike.
1: Well, Ben, yeah, there was a uh, when we were writing that album, Abandon Your Friends. Like that was, yeah, it was crazy, mm-hmm. and he was starting to show cracks. Like at that point, like. I don't know if he just didn't want to do it anymore, but he really wasn't really contributing. Was that why it was
0: called abandon your friends?
1: Well, it was called abandon your friends, I think, because like Fran at that time and Josh, it was just like leaving. You know, when you do this, when you pick this lifestyle, you need to abandon your friends at points. You know, oh, you gotta yeah, let, yeah, let, let sure. everybody go. Yeah, I don't think it had to do with like anybody in the band. And Fader was a really weird dynamic for me. Like, I love Brian Deneve to death, and like, you know, he's an awesome dude, and he gave me a shot. Um, but the, the dynamic in that band I always tell people It was like walking into a movie 20 minutes late Like I really Yeah it. I don't think I ever really Like caught on to What was going on underneath There were there were things Between band members That were going on Well before I was in the band And um Yeah It just was really strange And at, You know At the end I don't think any Any of them really wanted to do it And I was At that point I was like I just I gotta I gotta figure something out sure. I wanted to go home And regroup and you know I, a lot of people like why did
0: why did you do that? That was a fucking stupid move. Not really. It yeah. seemed to be like the like the best years were behind them.
1: Yeah, I didn't see I mean I wasn't really looking at that at that point. I just was so so sick you get of starving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And and by then what Hugo took over for tension, right? Yeah, he
1: was over but I was definitely not looking forward not looking to get back at that point yeah. with those guys with with that type of music. And I came home and then the opportunity came for me to oh. to go to
0: go that? ahead what were you going to say I was going to say Jet Black started later then. Yeah
1: the, the, yeah I'll get to that as quickly as possible but the opportunity came up for me to go to trucking school like CDT over mm-hmm. here to get my CDL like I always loved driving I, money. I wanted to learn how to drive like a, the biggest thing you could put me in less than needing an engineer's license I wanted to fucking drive it so like I got my tractor trailer tanker hazmat endorsement got all that stuff cuz you will always if you have a CDL you will always make have money. work yep. yeah. Always. where you always yeah, and it's it's crazy, and like the the amount of money I was making, f- not skilled to like what I'm making now, like it's it's you know I can have a life now. Was wow, that a, a solitary clap? <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I, I mean, don't have like a mic stand. I yeah. would have clapped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: basically, you know, it's most people just leave door and don't do anything, but like if you could like uh, parlay it. And like a CDL is a big thing. They're yeah. Like no, I needed to get one it, hell of a career. Yeah.
1: And then like I got a job working for a, a local company that I didn't have to be. Like a lot of these trucking companies wanted me to like go on a road for like two months at a time. I'm like, nah, not doing that. I found a local company hauling automotive freight that was based right out of Bohemia. Mm. You know, the hours were pretty nuts. I was working like 60, 70 hours a week, but I was making money like for the first time in my life. Mm. And I was able to like start buying gear. I started to like be able to buy like you know, good guitars, good amps, like, you know, started getting into fucking tube amps, like, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, really like Dude, started to like nice. focus on my sound. And at that time, like, you know, I, me and Joe were always close, you know, but we had conversations. We talked about kicking kicking it around. I, I played in Dearly Departed for a little bit. I recorded, I forgot the name of the album I did with them, but it, I did one album with them, recorded with them. And, but that was another situation, like walking in 20 minutes late. Sure. Like, took a while. So, me and Dave Musser, I'm very close with him, and, like, we would have a lot of conversations about, like, the heyday of rock and roll. Like, back, not metal, but hard rock. Before there was metal, there was this fucking ugly animal called hard rock. Yeah. That wasn't commercially acceptable. He had bands like the Sonics, the Attack, Blue Cheer, MC5, and I just fucking went deep. Like, Deep Purple's first couple of albums. Yeah. Really just, like, didn't want to hear anything else for, like, two years. And me and Dave would just always talk about that kind of music. And um, Joe just wanted to jam with us. Joe definitely wanted to, like, play with us. And he was going to do whatever, like, we wanted to do because he just wanted to make music with us. You guys are the nucleus. Yeah. No, me, well, Joe, too.
0: Yeah, the three of you.
1: Right, yeah, we are the nucleus. And he, it was amazing how fast Joe got it. Like, it was weird because, like, at first, like, Joe was, like, eh, he wasn't really kind of, like, feeling it. And then like He took a bunch of riffs That I had written And formulated them Into this song Blackmail for Beginners And when he did that And he added all this He Joe wrote all the vocals yeah. And all the lyrics To it I Jeff
0: know Black. It's funny because like w- Once he started doing The Ice Cold Killers Which blew me away Yeah We try to shit on each other As much as possible <laughs> You know He usually tells me That my band Is his l- Favorite of his Least favorite yes. bands <laughs> Um, one day we actually made shirts, playing dead shirts, which we, we don't make merch and, uh, th- uh, Mariko, our bass player's wife made them and she made them, uh, red and orange and he saw them and he's like, nice mustard and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> and I was he's just like, I was like, you know what? I'm like, you're right. Must Man. I'm like, ah, oh. and we n- didn't make shirts ever again. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> To this day, I think he feels bad, but yeah, um, yeah. So he just always like even for tension, right? He wrote like a lot of the lyrics. Yeah, or yeah all... he
1: wrote a lot of lyrics. Um, he was like Nikki Six, and huh? then Mike, mm-hmm. Mike later on in the later tension stuff, Mike wrote, Mike started really getting in with the lyrics too, and Mike wrote a lot of lyrics as well. But yeah, Joe, I would have when when Case like when things were going good for Case and he left for Helmet. Yeah, I at one point I was one hundred percent ready. To do Jet Black as a three piece, and Joe did not want to do it. You know, he just wanted it. You know, <laughs> I want. I didn't care if we went more raw, more psychedelic, like heavier. Yeah, we totally could have. Like, you could have totally one hundred percent could have done a heavier version of what Jet you're, Black. Uh,
0: basic, yeah. I mean, a three piece. What he was doing a three piece, but um, man, you know, it's just Dave Case is yeah. arguably. The best singer on Long Island. Yeah, I, he's
2: an
1: amazing singer. Never, never once touched auto tune when we recorded with him. Never had to.
0: We he's done harmonies for recordings that I've done, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Keith would be recording, and he would go in and he would be like, "What do you need me to do?" And I'm like, "I don't know, just do like a harmony." And he would hit a harmony that yeah. would sound like, I don't know, Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "How is that possible?" Like he would just he would just go in do it. And he's like, "Oh, let me try it again." He would do it even better. Mm. And so when, yeah, I would imagine it's it's just tough, you know. Like he mm. probably was like, "I can't sing like that," but it, like you said, it would be a different thing.
1: Yeah, it would have, and I would have been fine with wherever we went if it was as long as it was me and Dave and Joe. You know, um, you know, when Case, when I was happy for Case when everything happened with Helmet with him, like, and I don't shit on him for what he did because I did the same thing when I went from Fata. Like Dave, Dave had the same exact Joe hates thing. Yeah, no, I, I get it.
0: <laughs> Joe said the helmet ruined, <laughs> to, stole his band.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Case also, like, he's a bass player, and that's what he wants to do. And that's fine. But um, the thing with Case was, like, he was just like, I want to, I'm going to try to do both. But he couldn't. Sure. He couldn't. And the band started to suffer. And at that point, I had met my wife, and, like, things were going really well with her. And I've always had, like, that parental instinct, that father thing. And, you know, I wanted to have kids, and she wanted to have kids, and... And, uh, you know, as Jet Black was kind of like winding down, you know, Dave had plans to move down to North Carolina and, you know, just, you know, things with my wife just were so awesome that I, you know, I just went in that direction, Yeah, you know, but Jet Black was my favorite band I've ever been in. Um, the shows, even though they weren't nowhere near as big as what what I did with Fata, I just, I am way more proud of what I did with Jet Black than any other band I've ever been in. Like, and... You know, the the camaraderie and the the people that would come to our shows.
0: The outfits.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, that was another thing, too. (laughs) That was another thing that we had planned out. Like, I wanted us all to wear suits and ties, but I understood that that wasn't Joe and Dave's style. Yeah. But my thing was, like, you know, I'm ready dressed to kill. It was this theory I had called Stolen Thunder, and it was like, you know, we wanted to walk. (laughs) We'd walk into a show, and it happened a couple of times. You'd walk into a show, and you'd hear the needle skip, and, like, people, everybody would turn around and look at us, like, who the fuck are these guys? Well, we're gonna fucking show you who the fuck we are, and I let the music speak for itself, and I loved it. And everything that I am, anything that Jet Black did, I was extremely proud of.
0: I just gotta ask you because Doc Doc wants to know. uh, (laughs) Ask him about the fuck this place incident. Oh
1: my god, (laughs) (laughs) this is another fucking way back. This was tension. Do you guys know about the Crawdaddy incident? Yeah. Okay, that that's what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um.
0: Um, I mean, you could tell it.
1: It just no, it just it was mass mayhem. The dude that owned the fucking bar, uh, we was brought, this the
3: bar stool
0: thing?
1: This was the preamble to the bar stool. Okay. This was like right. This was like the right before the bar stool. Okay. Um, this guy that ran the club, he made it clear that Grudge Holder could go fuck themselves, and he wasn't going to pay Grudge Holder. Oh and boy. We were like, nah, yeah. Those are our brothers. Like, yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to drag these guys out of fucking Massachusetts, B- yeah. Boston. Have these guys come down, sleep on our fucking floors, which they did you know, with no problem. We were happy to have them. Why though?
0: Why did he do that?
1: He just said he wasn't going to pay them and he said whatever, I don't know, there was a discrepancy with what he was going to pay us. He agreed to pay something. No matter what it was, we were going to split it with Grudge Holder. But then it just was like, no, he wasn't going to give Grudge Holder and he said, I'm not paying for any opening bands. I'll pay the fucking headliner and that's it. So once that kind of got out, like the crowd fucking got angry and it turned and like they were just like fucking holding on to the disco ball and grabbing it down and the place was lined in mirrors and had all these like railings and Kyle was ripping out these fucking gold railings <laughs> and, like fucking javelin fucking Greco roman into the goddamn shit. the mirrors. Yeah but Doc kind of like set it off like he jumped up on stage and he was like with his high pitch kicked in the balls. Nice. Voice. Fuck this place. <laughs> like, grabbed <laughs> his dick and threw the fucking microphone down and then it was just like. Mayhem the seas I stepped I stepped back off the stage just like holy shit it was just Jenko jeans chain wallets nice, Wallace, <laughs> nice. sweaty fucking skin headed fucking <laughs> wife beaters <laughs> yeah. and it was just mayhem everything was broken everything was fucking broken everything <laughs> this guy was trying to recoup money from us for years like oh I need my I want my money back like
0: wow. eat a dick dude Eat, sorry. Eat a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. What about, uh, and his book of the zen of eye rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> this is like ghetto fireworks.
1: You like don't really to go see fireworks. Doc would just sit there and like rub his eyes, rub his eyes. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he'd really get into it. And I'm like, you have like a zen of eye rubbing. Like you're just like going into this meditative trance. He's like, it feels so good.
0: So, yeah, that's what that means. And the last one from Paul. From Grudge Holder Tell mm. him I, I still want my vittles
1: Vittles Oh I don't know <laughs> yeah. Might be Might be an inside joke we had okay. years ago I don't I don't remember But I know we spent a lot of time up in Boston So maybe it's a Fuck you Paul A tiny joke hmm. we No had, not fuck you I love you Paul No we had him
0: on <laughs> at, I love him He's, like, He's my we were, favorite mass hole Yeah Well yeah Between him and Billy <laughs> Yeah ne- Billy ne- Neck and neck <laughs> But uh, yeah we had him on when he, he made his movie Yeah. How cool was that right? Yeah yeah yeah, definitely cool. You know, old yeah. thirty seven. Yeah. So, um, and you guys are gonna do a reunion? Yes, ten July. Reunion, so which, how'd that come about?
1: Uh, Dave Horns called me up back in. We tried to do a reunion like two years ago, and um, Dave's taking care of his dad. His dad, yeah, you know, is pretty yeah, yeah. sick. So um, Dave wasn't able to make it. Yep. Um, so Joe had to soldier on with Sweet and Low Tension. <laughs> um, uh, what's his name Ken Heiss who's amazing yeah. and Ronnie Chanchuli another sick yep. drummer um, but they played they wound up doing like a 1776 Tension type of yep. thing yep. Um, so we couldn't play that show I the reason why I didn't play that show was, I, was if Dave Horns. if it wasn't OG and that's my, that's my thing with Tension now if it's not OG if it's not the four of us that started the band I'm really not gonna do it so <clears throat> Dave called me up back in December he's like just hear me out because he knew I was gonna say no off the bat mm-hmm. He's like, just hear me out. He's no. like, look. <laughs> he's like, twenty fifth anniversary of our first like re- re- release is coming out, and you know, my birthday falls on a Saturday this year. His birthday's July thirteenth, so he's like, what What would you say to doing doing it? I said, well, before that, I have some preconditions before you even talk to Joe Rubino about this. I don't want to do eighteen billion songs. You know, I want to kind of like do a, a nice stripped down old school set. And Joe was totally down with it. You know, we talked about it for a while and uh then Joe just got the ball rolling. Joe just booked the place and, and we're gonna do it and like the feedback from everybody, you know, just getting messaged. I'm back on Facebook now and people are messaging are me. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I took a I took a like a three year break Long. from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, we were sending each other music and then he disappeared. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Royal uh, Royal, Royal Blood, Blood was the last thing he sent me. Yeah. Great band, good yeah. band.
0: But um, so um did you guys? I mean, not, not that you're going to tell me the set list, but did you? I, funny enough, I'm playing a show in Brooklyn, July thirteenth. Oh, see so you guys. You there. did that shit on purpose because you <laughs> hate Joe. Um, but so how are you going to pick the set list? Like, I uh, mean, we, do you have? In we your have heart?
1: been we have been kicking it around. We know the show the songs that we love to play. We also know the shows the songs that get the best crowd response. So cool. You know, we just been we just been narrowing it down. If Joe had his way, we would do like fucking three sets that were like 90 minutes each (laughs) starting with our first demo and like chronologically like rush r25 in this whole thing i want to do an evening yeah Yeah, exactly there's no evening with tension nobody wants to like listen to that music for fucking longer than an hour like yeah i want to do 12 or 13 songs it'll probably get pushed to 14 um we're doing that and then you know like we've been all kind of like writing material that sounds like shit that we should have wrote back in 96 and we've been writing riffs back and forth so the idea is up there and it might happen we might do like an EP like a five song EP Why a not? new song so, yeah yeah. if we can find out some way to do it over the internet where I don't have to go to band practice yeah. I, cause I fucking hate band practice yeah <laughs> Um, so, You're too good for practice No, I'm not good for practice It's just that I just want to watch TV <laughs> Yeah Like, I want to sit with my wife and, There's a like, lot
0: of shit to watch
1: I want to watch Cobra things. Kai season two, man yeah. That's
3: why practice was canceled Atlanta
1: before. Atlanta was awesome I gotta f- yeah, I gotta start I gotta Atlanta,
0: that. man Dude Me too. Childish that show Gambino is, is like yeah. Such a talented motherfucker
1: Dude, that show It's cool too Because it's definitely like A lot about the music industry too yes. and It shows like this guy Who's like Goes mm. from like you know like little hardcore little shows like you know doing like rap shows for like 10 to 15 people blowing the fuck up and you know that's his cousin so he's like managing his cousin and it's
3: that's hulu too right no it's no. it's on
1: hulu but it's it's uh, i think it's an it's fx show or Yeah. isn't
0: it oh think? it might be fx
1: yeah it's okay. on Hulu definitely you can
0: yeah. watch all both seasons yeah because that's what I've seen on all okay. but cool man let's uh you know like I asked John to before we get to our top five, I asked him to do that exercise that I like doing is picking five songs you would put on a playlist at fifteen, picking hmm. five songs you would put on a playlist at twenty five and five songs that you would put on a playlist today hmm. so do you mind if I yeah, let's do it
1: okay, all right, so let's uh let's get to this bad boy here.
0: I want to know what 15-year-old John would be. Okay, I'm going to
1: start at five and go up. Yeah. All right, so uh, number five on that that uh, tape that I would send to you would be Skullcrusher from Overkill. Okay, nice. Um, four would be Right to Nothing from Prong. Nice. Uh, f- three would be Trial by Fire from Testament because I was oh. really nice. into that oh, neoclassical. I that on that shit. Yeah, yeah. and just the Skullniks leads in the intro, like that haunting like neoclassical shit. Killed Loved it. it. Well, Could not... Was- so good yeah. at that
4: I, I, I wish that album Was recorded better Yeah Yeah the yeah Order. definitely
1: It was very thin so Yeah thin. Really thin the, the drums are really Like really thin Yeah Um. Two was uh, Behind the Crooked Cross From Slayer Nice, nice. I have an obsession with uh, And you can hear it In Jet Black too With Straight Four And that song yeah, just for like the first two minutes of Crooked Cross, it's just a fucking mutiny. <laughs>
4: Same thing, huh? It sounds so good. Lombardo like, rips that fucking oh, song. Yeah. Oh, my God. on that song. Yeah. That's oh. a Tom Mariah special, God. that opening.
1: Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I he holds specialty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And number one, of course, was uh, Pre Ignition by Voivod. That's probably like on Nothing nice. Face. That's their like grittiest, like avant-garde song cool. on that album so i was i'm
0: actually going to put all there. these on a playlist okay, for, cool. for the episode yeah, yeah. so i'm going to do a spotify playlist of your 15 songs mm-hmm. and uh you know i'll whenever we post the episode mm-hmm. it'll be linked up there
1: cool do you want to move ahead to yeah. 25? 25 yeah, 25 25 year old man 25 that year old 99 d- <laughs> yeah, yeah that was 99 uh going into 2000 uh, so we'll start at five is, uh, and praise back is from typo negative. It's a dense fucking song. Love, love that album. Love October rust. And that, yeah. that song yeah, was,
3: that's a heavy fucking I, deep you, album.
1: You could listen to that, that song, I don't know, 10 times and you're going to hear something different. Mm-hmm. And Kenny, I love his guitar playing on that album. Um, Above the Clouds by
0: Gangstar is number nice. four. So good. That album's brilliant. Wild like rock stars who smash guitars. <laughs> One of the I, best I mean, many, verses ever. Yeah, Inspected Deck, man. Like yeah. how many times? Like how many times has that been like thrown into a song? Oh, kill yeah,
1: No, and it, just the, the that weird uh do Japanese. Ding, ding. Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah. Kodo, is it called a Kodo? I don't know. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's,
0: it's something Japanese as fuck. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to DJ Premier, the yeah. only person I was ever starstruck when I met. Yeah, I could imagine. I was fucking. Well, I mean, yeah. it was by mistake. He was just in front of the bank on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, "How do I go?" Oh, into
1: the- I'm thinking like you're at a, like a, a festival or a show or no, something. No, 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 no. I,
0: I probably told a story, but like he, he at was the super just super chunk show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was far <laughs> gone. Nah. No, we, we, I, I was uh, going into the bank uh, in Queens, and he was on the phone, and I was just like, "Is that?" DJ Premier And I just look at him And he's on the phone So I'm like oh, I'm like alright I'm just gonna just be like Hey man I love your music Or whatever And just keep it moving Cause I remember what he said On Hard to Earn No what <laughs> Guru said On Hard to Earn So yeah That's what I did I'm like hey I'm like Fucking, I grew- probably
4: showed sort a of look in the you eye know, and put the phone right up to there. <laughs> like, we didn't want to fake calls, like I, he
2: wasn't even like, on like the phone. Like,
4: when kids are sculling Girl yeah, Scout yeah. cookies, yeah, yeah. and I don't feel like being bothered when I go to, like
0: to me <laughs> I feel like this fat guy's gonna talk to me, and I don't want to uh, talk. Uh, number
1: three, uh, okay, so we're moving to number three. Um, it's not really a song, but it we, we talked about Phantom 45 before. It was a, a mixtape, it was Phantom 45 Think Twice. Rich Capello actually gave it to me, and that's that was like. The drum and bass album that changed my fucking world.
0: All right, so maybe this mix will have 14 songs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe put just, it put, on, just put like the first like, uh, find that. first ten on, minutes. Man. you on find it. On, it's on YouTube. No, nah, it's gonna be Spotify because that's right. the playlist.
1: All right. Well, then you're <laughs> gonna, this 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 one will only have four songs. Then um, number two is Rising Sun from Massive Attack. Oh, that album, yes. Mezzanine, is yeah. unreal Perfection. And there's a, probably the best, I think Of Massive Attack's yeah. album Yeah, yeah. there's That's no the way there That's album, yeah, I would agree That's That album is genre-defining Like Portis had started basically making it big But that album, there's so much shit on that album That is just groundbreaking And
0: they're doing a tour behind that Yeah, record. they're playing uh, Radio City, yeah. I think,
4: two nights, I want to say I don't know but uh yeah no that I've been wanting to see them forever I might go to that
0: one. Yeah. Portishead yeah. Portishead was life changing. Yep. And I remember when I heard Dummy it just fucking yep. blew my f- I was like Mike? what the fuck is I here?
4: saw them at the Hammerstein and it was insane. Insane. Yeah. I'm, this is so cinematic the Massive Attack too it's just Adrian so Utley dense yeah his and Adrian
0: and man. Jeff like they're just and Beth like yeah. those three it just blew my mind, and the only thing closest to that was Massive Attack. Mm. Yeah, I can't think of anything out- tricky. I try. I like Max and Quay and and, and yeah. some of those records, yeah. but like nothing touched Portishead except for Mezzanine, which was close. The only yeah, only thing no, that sucks
4: about those bands is the amount of shit they made.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> i like waiting. I was waiting. Well, Portishead, hey, Portishead
1: was will hold you out forever, waiting oh my for another God. album. Like that album that came out afterwards, though.
0: third. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, no, there was some it's good way stuff. On different. There, but, well, way because, different. Well, because you know
0: you wait 17 years yeah. or something to make a record, and it's not like yeah, you, you can't go back. You yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. going to be. Yeah, it, it was, just it sounded like Radiohead with Beth singing. Yes. Yeah, there was a, there yeah, was it, a, it was disappointing. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one.
1: All right, number one is Aquarius from Boards of Canada. Nice. Um, that was just that album. Music has a right to children was another album that changed my life. Are You familiar or?
4: I've never really listened to them. Yeah, no. No, I think you would like
1: them. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's the way I, I explain it to most people who haven't heard Boards of Canada. It's um, film strip rock. I don't know if you remember film strips from back like in the day and sure. being in science class back in the, and it, it was always like a, a, a movie that was recorded like in the '70s and stuff. And this is just. Really, really good beats, but that type of like really smeary, like atmospheric, beautiful stuff. It just brings me back to like when I was a little kid. So Yeah, yeah I'd never
4: heard one of their albums, but I have like uh a breeze block set of mm-hmm. that they did. That radio show from England where they get various people they have the Beastie Boys on once at Bjork, they yeah. them. They'll play like a DJ set of whatever they feel like picking out. Mm-hmm. It's really great,
1: the one I heard of them. Yeah, no, that's it's Boards of Canada definitely like informed what I was doing. As Hurricane Angel The The, the electronic stuff, stuff you the, were doing Yeah, yeah the down tempo Electronic I have two songs up On SoundCloud Cool They were like Newer stuff That I did with uh, Did with As underneath The moniker Of Hurricane Angel But um, uh,
0: Five songs As a 34 year old man I'm not 34 I I'm know 44. Jesus Christ <laughs> Come on I'm trying to
1: fi- That's okay
0: Jeez I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to You know I just yeah, had my 29th birthday trying Nice to, Yeah uh,
1: <laughs> For which time <laughs> <I'm
2: trying> to- <laughs> <laughs> A lot <laughs> 34
1: <laughs> Nice Uh, All right, so number five For now would be uh, You Ain't Goin' Nowhere By Here Lies Man Awesome band Really cool Like God the, the, The riffs are really sick Like 70s type of Sabbath stuff But they got like this Afro Reggae thing going on And it's just Really really cool music Plus it sounds like It was recorded in 1972 In somebody's shed so it's really cool stuff. Yo, the
0: 70s fucking riffs are, are back. Oh, big like, time, man. Like Uncle Acid and like that whole, like it's just like this wave of like. Sure. My bass
3: player just went to go see them. Yeah. He said it, it was fucking unreal. It's
0: just, it's like Master of Realityville. Yeah. Black Sabbath, like all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah.
1: just, that's, that's my, that's right up my alley. I love that type yeah. of stuff. Riff. I am a riff guy. Riff guy. Yeah, I need a riff. I need a riff. <laughs> um, number four is, uh, Little Black Submarines by Black Keys.
0: I think oh. that's a really well written song. It just why do we? I feel like you, me, maybe Julie D are yeah. the only ones that defend the Black Keys. They write great songs, and that song, that's, that's a, probably my favorite Black Keys yes. album. And for yes, El Camino is brilliant.
1: It's fucking great, but they're not. They're not. Um, they're not consistent with like the quality of their albums. Like I did not like the one that came out before El Camino that much. Okay, his brothers. Yeah, yeah, and then. The one with Turn Blue that was on... Turn Blue, I think, was the one that came out after that.
0: So there was, you know, Strange Times record.
1: Yeah, Magic Potion, Rubber Factory. Those were awesome. Like, these guys have been at that type of thing... For a while. ...since 2000, like, before that. Like, you know, I, I always tell people, too, I credit Black Keys with saving rock and roll and fucking killing it at the same time, too, because... Everybody sounds like Dan Auerbach now. Whether you're in a pop band, whether his, you're in a rock band, his voice. Yeah, yeah
0: his voice is amazing. he's writes great and also the production that yes. he uses on his vocals. Yep. It sounds like a fucking piece of vinyl. Yes, yes. And that's <laughs> Just,
1: yeah, Rubber Factory and Magic Potion like are, are are awesome albums. But that song blew me away when I heard that I'm oh, like it's- you can take so a Tom good. Petty riff, rip it off, and still make
0: it beautiful, and, yeah. and
1: do something really, really cool with it.
0: And it's just I had a bit of Zeppelin in there
1: too, yes. like in the breakdown. Absolutely, and you can hear some Beatles too yeah. in his like in the solos, like how he did like that George Harrison thing where the <sighs> guitars are slightly off a little bit. Like
0: it's a great. I can't El Camino's great. The new, can... Did you hear the,
1: the two new songs they just dropped? I love them. Yeah, I like them too. The yeah. bir- Eagle Birds and uh, I forgot the other one too. High, high low or something like that.
0: I don't remember the names, but I heard yeah. one.
1: Yeah, they're awesome. So. They're good, and I'm hoping to God that this album is in the vein of El Camino, good songs, pop songs that could have been out in 1972. Yeah, that's what I was that's, trying to do with Jet Black. Like, yeah. write write a song that could have sounded like a pop song in the 70s, because yeah. I love that formula. I know it's played to death, and a lot of people aren't into it. That just scratches my itch, though. That's and that's you know.
0: that's all that matters. If you if yeah. you're if you're writing <laughs> music, you got to scratch yeah. your own itch, man. No that's doubt. it.
1: Yep. Uh, so number three is "Boomerang Baby" by Claypool Lennon Delirium.
0: How which, good is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't heard it. I I know what it is, but I haven't heard it.
1: It's it's another another album. It's another Primus type thing where like you may not love every song they do, mm-hmm. but the songs that they do that you do like, you really fucking like them. And he sounds. I know, think she- it's
4: the best thing outside of Primus that. That, that uh, for Claypool for me. I mean, he's done. How many fucking bands has that guy been in on the side out? and stuff? Yeah. But yeah. I, God, it works so oh, much. Like that yeah. album that just came out, it, it's amazing. I see they're touring with Flaming Lips. Too, with Flaming Lips and pairing. Slayer, yeah,
0: they're doing the Last
4: Slayer tour. The Prime is yeah, Slayer, yeah. But the oh Lennon, oh, you're right you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're yeah. right,
0: you're right, you're
1: right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: It's a great album, though. Yeah. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, this this is not off the new one. This is off okay. Monolith of Phobos, which was out before that. But um, I just. Here's the thing Like Tame Impala came out And that guy sounds A mm. lot like John Lennon When he was doing The rock thing before The rock the thing
0: Before the electro stuff Right
1: And I respect what he did What Tame Impala did Because you know what You can only write that The 70s only lasted so long You can only write Ten that 10 years time. I think <laughs> Could, Really? Is that how long Seems it was? Seems like longer <laughs> 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 Well that's the thing Is it's like now all, all up And like I think What happened with Tame Impala Was he probably just got sick Of like writing That type of music But those two albums Inner Speaker and Lonerism Are awesome and it's just funny because like Sean Lennon sounds like the old man and he looks like him and he yeah. can really sound like the old man when he wants to and he does it. He digs in real hard on the, on his, you know, on what his father started. Right. So that's why I really like Claypool Lennon. But well, I don't like every cool. song they done.
0: Ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah um and then my top two are actually i kind of cheated they're they're both by the same band but it's a band i love the black angels
0: oh my god yeah just uh, they're so psychedelic
1: good. it's like yeah. yeah jefferson airplane meets the doors meets brian jones town yeah. massacre and like that guitarist christian bland like you look at him play and he really like his technique is really weird yeah. and you don't think this guy's going to be able to get these sounds but he writes Killer fucking riffs. Yeah. To
0: this day, "Telephone" is one of the oh. catchiest songs that, like,
1: dude, my two little kids, my five and my seven year old, I play that song for them and they love it. So they good. know that yeah. that song. Like,
0: it's so familiar yeah. because of the way it is, but it's just it's, it's its own thing. And then like later on, like I guess the record after "Super Psych," like a oh, lot Evil of psychedelic. Things. Blue yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: the, Those two songs are actually well, well, actually, "Evil Things" is my number two, okay, which is like a Zeppelin riff from fucking hell, yeah, and the scream and the the friggin the outro riff is unreal yeah like just that driving and the the, the, the bass like 50 feet of distortion on that bass driving it yeah. out which is nuts yeah,
4: everything they make i love it's got the it's got the driving it's also got that ethereal kind of feeds that shoegaze that you know yeah. that i
0: love yeah you exactly know I mean? yeah it's over
1: the top of it but you it know moves. i never thought of it but there
0: is yeah. definitely a shoegaze oh absolutely like, totally them in like it, black rebel motorcycle yes club. but yes. it's got like a
4: it's not just so dreamy or whatever. It's got a fucking. No, they have low more shoegaze. Black
0: yeah. Rebel has more blues. Right. Yes. Goth yeah. blues. But like Black Angels, they, they fucking. Yeah. They're on acid. Everything they sure. put out, I love. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: Black Angels definitely feels like a bad acid trip. It reminds me of the, the one time I did acid, I had a bad trip. And like, you know, I, I learned a lot. But the,
0: the uh, oh yeah we we kind of glossed over his uh, mushroom incident
1: <laughs> yes yeah mushrooms are different than an acid oh acid totally. mushroom two different planets even me-
0: mescaline's different never like, did oh, mesc, yeah. I did yeah no yeah. people
1: people people like it. Yeah, yeah I,
0: I got some We'll do After the show We'll do some <laughs> Alright cool I'll just drive you home to, <laughs> <laughs> to Shirley Just drive you home to You show. might end up The other way Space <laughs> trucking man That's
3: it What's the number one
1: <laughs> Number one is Life Song from Black Angels okay. Which is on the new album Which is like Their space opera Epic epic, Which is beautiful Like it's mm. just I, I I love anything About space Songs about space, rock songs about space, you got me, yeah, <laughs> into the wow. void, I have a black Sabbath into the void tattoo yeah, nice. i I am obsessed with the crossing of my two favorite genres, so
0: it, what about the movie, the void?
1: you know i you know, I've heard of it, I haven't seen it, I heard it's awesome great it's movie so good
0: it's great yeah. movie is it, it a space movie no <laughs> <laughs> yo, don't erase that send text me that, so i I have the song titled. yes, yes absolutely um. It's it's a great movie. I it's just one of those polarizing movies that some people loved and some people hated. But it, it was a combination of Assault on Precinct Thirteen, mm-hmm. Hellraiser, The Beyond yeah. Um, and The Thing. Yeah. Practical sure. effects. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't great.
1: go that's why I'm I'm not a big horror guy, but I'm a huge sci fi guy. Like anything from like sixty six on to now, like I Fucking love sci-fi Today is
3: the 40th Well, today was National Alien Day, too so Oh, nice a Big sci-fi day well,
0: yeah, 40 years Of, of the movie Alien yeah. There's
1: been a ton of stuff On YouTube, too All these, like, little Small little films and stuff Which is cool They did that with Blade Runner, too Which was awesome The newer Blade Runner Did you like, like the new Blade Runner? Runner? I loved it
0: Really? I,
4: did, I thought it was good I feel like I mean, I still prefer the original Yeah, of course I they did a good job Yeah,
1: I, I, I loved it love tough to take that on, you know Yeah, but the Yeah And then and What's-his-face Um Batista played that guy Sapper Morton um, in the beginning. He was that, that replicant that, that Kay was taken down. There's actually on YouTube, there's other side films that kind of sh- take you from Decker's era to 2049. And one of them's a really good story, and it shows you that guy Sapper's like backstory, and it's awesome. So I mean, I know a lot of people aren't into it. I really liked it. I yeah. thought the sound the soundtrack was awesome. I loved how abrasive. And ugly and beautiful it was. That movie got me like sound wise. What are
0: your top three favorite sci fi movies of that era? I guess the new the new stuff or just in general. So um, give me your
1: three favorite right, sci fi movies. So I don't so I don't leave anything out.
3: <laughs> this wasn't in the homework. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hope Tron is in there.
1: The new tra- we actually me and my son just watched the new one the other day
3: yeah. too for the yeah. first time. I didn't mind yeah. it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. I think, I'm a sucker yeah. for the original though. Too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah.
1: awesome, and I, I like the way they kind of like. Sh- Paid homage to Tron and Tron actually yeah. saving the day. The bike makes our... some more
3: smooth turns. Yes yeah. I, I, I wanted. Yeah, quicker you need angles. ninety degree angles, and if you're a big problem. Who was that? Olivia Wilde. <laughs> that chick was hot. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. a very
1: attractive woman.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my top three, or you want my top five?
3: Oh, give me your top five. My right, top
1: five is uh we got the Road Warrior. Nice at mm-hmm. five. Rollerball at number Ooh. four. nice.
3: Which Jimmy Conn yep. Yeah, Jimmy
1: Conn Jonathan uh-huh. E. Every I used to get myself psyched out at the end. My name's Jonathan. And at the end, it'd be screaming, John, yeah. oh, then,
2: John, John, <laughs> oh,
1: whenever I need some courage, I just picture that in <laughs> my head as he's like, <laughs> at the end of a rollerball where like, he just kills everyone yeah. on the track, it's brilliant.
4: Spoiler alert. We're
3: yeah. going to see if we can reenact that, that <laughs> for the tension reunion. We'll yes. just start fucking cheering. Your Every, name.
1: I want everybody to wear uh, roller skates. Okay, we can do that. I'm going to drive the motorcycle. Okay. Nice. All right, you're going to go behind me. and to get your spiked helmet. <laughs> we can do that. All right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got that. It was, uh, after that, now my third is a tie between 2001 and THX 1138. Okay. Um, 2001 is a beautiful movie. Yeah. THX 1138 um, catches a lot of shit from people, but that was a groundbreaking movie. I never
2: saw that. Yeah. I never
3: saw. I you know. know I know the I cover. Know I was meaning to because I know the, the cover. Like, yeah, like a but bad I've never. Fan, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but I've never seen that.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it's an awesome movie. It's definitely you know all those sci-fi movies at that period. There was uh you know whoever escaped the fucking nuclear war went underground. And they built this city, and the way that they controlled everybody was drugs, and this one dude just decides to stop taking his pills one day. Oh, I'm sold.
3: That's it. It's the, like def- robot, the robot? It's like DEF CON 4, baby. Yeah. I'm sold.
1: Or Logan's Run. That's yeah. why my son's name is Logan. There um, you go. Oh, shit. Horrible movie, awesome book,
2: but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: I, yeah, I got exposed to sci-fi at a real young age. My father, he had no problem with me being five years old and watching these movies, because he loved them so much. So that's what kind of like got me into it. I try to do it with my son. He gets scared at certain things, so I don't do it too much. But my wife uh, definitely gives me the stink eye when I'm like, I want to (laughs) show him Ready Player One. And she's like, "This is Shining and Chucky in that movie. He's going to be scared. I'm like, she's like, fine, you want to do it with him in the middle of the night? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, number two, speaking of uh, The Shining is definitely my number two. And then number one, we got good old New Hope, man. That's that mm. movie. That's the go first ahead. movie I saw in the movie theater. There you go. I was four years old. My mom took me to Shirley Twin. It was like
0: seventy-seven summer seventy seven. year I was born.
1: Wow, that Shit. was a golden summer, man. It was Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like, and New Hope came out that year. Like, that's one of those years, like ninety-nine, where like it just.
3: It was like the year of Spielberg and Lucas. Yeah, it. Just, yeah just Jaws
0: was seventy-five. Actually, oh, it was seventy-five? Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. All right,
0: so
3: I just want to make sure.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'm not a big Jaws out.
1: fan, so I know I'm going to catch shit from that too. But I'm not really like I. I think it's an awesome movie, but it's just not like something. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not really drawn to it. As right. much I'm, I'm going to
0: ask movie. everyone: I, What do you think of the Last Jedi? I loved. I was it. just going to say that the
1: Last Jedi, you loved it. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I liked Force Awakens a lot because um, it was. There's the so many. Movie. We were chasing so many fucking red herrings in The Last Jedi. The way that what they did with Ray's parents, that really fucking pissed me off. And I'm hoping they do something to rectify that in this next movie. Um, there was just some shit. The whole thing with Leia and the whole like Bollywood thing where she's floating through space. And All right. Well, that was ridiculous. That, that
0: and that in the casino were just unnecessary.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I love me some BB 8, don't get me wrong. Like, but you know, that was <laughs> just really like over the top. So, no, I didn't really like that much. Thought Rogue One was brilliant. That's mm. why I didn't
0: see it. I like that the, Rogue
1: One. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was good.
0: everyone says that it's great. I, I just it's didn't, a I it's all a good the, old the fashioned
3: fucking
1: issues. war movie, man. It's a buddy buddy like Dirty Dozen fucking. Let's get this cast of ragtag motherfuckers and, whatnot. and it
0: led up to a New Hope.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it that's that's what's awesome about the end of uh, I don't know, spoiler alert, but it dovetails right to the literally beginning. leads yeah. literally literally it overlaps like
0: cinematically. the, the like thing the prequel thing the, thing the same thing yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because it w- like some people thought it was a remake, but it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was a prequel.
3: prequel. Yeah, literally it, up to the dog. being up to the know, dog. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's uh, yeah. I thought Rogue One was great. Um, I got a lot of hope for this Rise of the Skywalker movie. Like, I'm really hoping it's going to be good. And then there's so much cool. Like, you know, John Favreau's doing that Mandalorian show, which is going to be sick. I just found out that from Rogue One, they're going to do a backstory series about how K2SO and Cassian met. You know, K2SO is the best. He's awesome. So so yeah.
0: that this is exactly why you can't practice. There's a lot of shit going no. on. You, yeah. need, <laughs> you need to stay on top of all this stuff. You can't get a doctor's note for watching this. <laughs> no, exactly. Songs. Tell Joe Rubino that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: TV, some fucking TVs for fucking sissies. <laughs> Joe Urbino will watch the shit out of some Star Wars, though. Yeah. Anytime I go see a new Star Wars movie, I go with Joe. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah,
0: he just wants the popcorn. <laughs> <He> <laughs> the wants big gorilla hands. <laughs> the hole in the bucket at the bottom of the popcorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna close up with our top five favorite movie bullies. We did this on Facebook, where um, we we have a Facebook group that's pretty active um, called Red River podcast uh mm-hmm. we talk a lot of shit um i picked 16 bullies um what what ended up winning oh biff biff tannen yeah. was was voted number one shit yeah, he's cinem- on my list it's hard to argue with that it is hard to argue he's not yeah. on my list i i left he's not on off. mine either but all right let's do number five langan
4: uh number five for me was uh melvin moody from uh 1980s my bodyguard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: Chris Makepeace was you in it. That. Yeah, yep. a lot of people yep. didn't
4: see it. I know, It was one of those movies like when Cable came out. It was always used to be on like on Saturday. Chris afternoon. Makepeace
1: had a good time there. He had that other movie with Lee Majors Absolutely. that, that and science shout fiction out the meatballs movie. Meatballs, too. Yeah, Meatballs, meatballs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> was he in that too? Yeah, he was Shit.
4: The, uh, Bill Murray's little the little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't remember his name in the in the film, but uh yeah, it's uh, Matt Dillon plays the uh the bully. Mm. Young punk Matt Dillon. And,
1: uh, and I got that other big dude That, that helps him
4: Yes Who looks like Vincent Deneoff Yes but he I does <laughs> But it's name. not But it's yeah, not Vincent But it's D'Aufreau. not him yes. But I want it to be him Yes <laughs> But, but uh, know you know Just a great 80s bully film Where uh, You know I, I encourage anyone to see it Because yes. it's a great story And stuff but, but Matt Dillon Plays a real turd And uh, picks, <laughs> picks on a kid A kid finds another outcast A bigger kid that, To protect him And Matt Dillon had, Finds a bigger kid some fighting going on, some lessons learned. Yes, <laughs> but uh, little, little highly wiser recommend for the it. <laughs> it's it, a lot of people
0: slept on that film, and uh, it's still it's still good. All the old people in the group wondered why I didn't use him. I was like, a... sorry, man. Number <laughs> uh, five. All right, uh, <laughs> number five for John.
1: Number five for me is um, Gary and Ian in Weird Science. Nice, okay. oh, good yeah. one. Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Hiding, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are pricks. They got what was coming
0: to them. They did. They they yeah, they did. Yeah. Number five. Uh which I, was on yesterday. Was it? It's still on it's still like such
3: a it. great movie. Yep. Um so this guy was just trying to fucking do his job, but he was definitely a fucking <laughs> ball buster. And it's Gunnery Sergeant Hartman for Full oh, Metal yeah. Jacket.
2: Yep. Oh, man. So this
3: guy was such a fucking bully that he fucking pushed the guy to fucking, well, he got killed. Speaking of,
2: of D'Onofrio. Speaking yeah. of D'Onofrio, yeah. yeah, the fucking
3: yeah. guy killed him, and then he fucking put the gun in his own mouth. But uh, holy shit, what a fucking ball breaker, you know, <laughs> in fucking boot camp. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and I could never look at the guy the same way. And then he pops up out of nowhere in the fucking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hmm. You know, recent movie as a fucking cop, and he's a fucking prick in that too. So there you go. I yeah. met
4: that guy at a horror convention. Did you? they did a panel and That's stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, when, that, when that film came out, and he was fantastic. Yeah. He's so like yeah, fucking I mean, Arlie Ar- Emery. The room. Yeah. When that guy's mouth yeah. opened up, everyone shut the fuck Listen, up. Listen, <laughs> that
0: yeah that. That's a classic scene. Yeah. You you put on full metal jacket and he's roasting dudes. Yeah. Yep. Like he's ro- like he's like And when you know the background
4: too that he's not an actor. No, he's yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. That's what he that's him.
0: I bet you could suck a golf yeah. ball through a yeah. garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> like everything he says is just like holy yeah. shit.
3: I mean yeah. when they graduate the movie almost gets boring. It's definitely it's a different movie it two films. Films. is. And yeah. I, don't like I don't really l- care for
4: the second.
1: Well Law-abiding citizen. That movie would what's his face? Uh oh.
0: Uh, Gerard Butler uh,
1: right yeah that movie could have been 20 minutes long it could have been just to the point where he gets like he gets arrested because it was brilliant the yeah. revenge it was an awesome revenge movie and then after that it's like oh, uh, now we've got to sit through law class so.
0: or uh, from *Dust* Till Dawn yes mm-hmm. same like, thing you know, like, whoa what am I watching yep. now? <laughs> like yeah. a splatter movie now yep. yeah. Um, for me I, I would have picked uh, one of the people from the movie Bad Boys I just don't remember his, his Viking, name Viking man Huh? Were you talking about the main
4: guy? If I, I I jotted that down here. There I did Spike too. King, I did too. Uh, who was the dude that Sean Penn yes, hit with the yes. the coke cans in the pillowcase? Yes. Love that movie.
0: Fucking underrated. Clancy Clay. Brown. Was Clancy Brown. Yes. That's uh, right. That's yeah, it. He was on the Walking Dead briefly. He was uh, he was in a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna go with number five. A character whose name I don't remember, but it was just so cool. Uh, the movie is Welcome to the Dollhouse. Todd mm. Salons. Yes. Yeah this girl you know Wiener Dog was the main character and she was being tortured by this young girl and there's the bathroom scene where you know Heather Matarazzo who's Wiener Dog goes to use the bathroom to shit and this girl like she she walks in and she's about to walk out and I guess the other bully is, is the the guy the guy that this girl likes and you know she it's like a jealousy thing and so she's torturing poor wiener dog and she's like you're not leaving this bathroom till you shit <laughs> and Todd Salons has this he did Welcome to the Dollhouse and Happiness. Happiness. And he is just, he's hes like a more put-together Harmony Kareen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just like. This
4: is like one of those films that I know is great, but I will ne- i don't think I want to ever see it again. You know you know what it is? You have a son. A lot of movies like that. You too, have a you son. Like yeah, yeah. And and the, it's just basically, uh, yeah.
0: So
1: <laughs> one and done. Horrible. One and done. <laughs> it's just, but I
0: respect it. Yeah. But I'm like, I just don't need to see Fearless. that. Fearless. Really. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, you know, the, the girl that, that's terrorizing Wiener Dog and Welcome to the Dollhouse, number five bully for me. I forgot mm. about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch you shit. <laughs> All right, four uh, uh Nelson Munns from The
4: Simpsons. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Ha ha. It's an iconic line. It's famous. <laughs> you know, it's like Fonzie's hay. But, uh, yeah. You know what can I say? The guy's a textbook bully. It, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> he comes from the shitty home and yeah. stuff. One of my favorite episodes involving him was when he when he got into going to Bart's house because he loved being with Marge. Yeah. Because he had no mom at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to get serious, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's great. Perfect. Mm.
0: Fantastic. Number four, John.
1: Uh, let's see what we got here. I got you know Biff in Back to the Future. That was my four.
0: Thing. You know Great bully Somebody mm-hmm. broke it down uh, and, and why he won in the group You know We have like 850 members So everyone votes And uh, I think it was John Berg From fucking The band Contra And a bunch of shit He's like He's a multi-generational a bully <laughs> Yeah he's yeah, time yeah. travel I'm like real. Yeah you <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> There was no redemption like oh, he. Yeah. And then somebody was like And he tried to rape someone Yeah I'm like, man, you're fucking like, okay, I get it. That's it. He's the one.
1: Appreciate so Biff you. Tannen. Damn hands off. <laughs> <laughs> you're my density. I fucking love me some. Some Biff. Name? Biff Tannen. No, not Biff Tannen. Oh, no, um, uh,
0: yeah, cri- uh, uh, yeah. Chris, No. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Oh, God, he's great. Uh, American up. gods, man. That's
3: amazing. Number four, Parker? All right, so number four, somebody in the group was talking about sneaking into a movie theater or something recently, and my number four guy, I actually snuck into the Lindenhurst movie theater, which I laugh at now because I think the movie was like $3, why I snuck in anyway. (laughs) But I also snuck in a six-pack, so that also helped. Yeah. So my number four is three from dollars. one of my fucking favorite movies of all time, and his name is Mike Dexter, and the movies can't hardly oh, wait. Oh, good one!
0: Oh, you yeah, pulled that one. Out. Of, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I love
3: that, that movie, movie was
0: three bucks. That was like yeah. Well, 98? I mean,
3: it, yeah, it was like a. I think it was like two thousand. They showed it finally. I think and her is Fine. They were you know a couple years behind. <laughs> Parker was like, I love movies, but I'm not paying. Yeah, $3. I was like three yeah, bucks. Eh, line, it's man. a little, you know. How <laughs> much is parking? I gotta. So parking would have been a dollar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. To Chris Nolte, who fucking brought that up the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mike Dexter, I mean, let's be honest, he was married to fucking, you know, Kelly from 90210. So, really, who got the last laugh? True. And, uh,
0: Probably not him. I mean, that's I... a good film. <laughs> that's a good film, though. It is a great film. Yeah. And, and great that's comedy. when, that's when, um, uh, Jenna Elfman was the hottest girl in yes. TV. Yes, I knew you were going to mm. say that. No. Yeah. You... <laughs> I think we've had that conversation. Yeah, about she, the... and you know what? That scene where she was like, you know she had the angel wings like it was so ridiculous but it made sense it was almost like this like sci-fi version like i don't know it was just like this weird random thing right. symbolic right. and they just crowbarred it in there yeah and it just made sense and then fucking who's that the main character the the main actor fucking dude oh, from stand I don't by his me name. <laughs> no not stand by me right. fucking uh oh fucking
3: Nick Papagiorgio.
0: yeah i forgot his name. he lost yeah, he all his he was from hair. stand by me
3: wasn't he no he wasn't I don't know. I don't
2: Might think so. Ethan don't... Embry.
0: There we go. Yes. He was in uh, the thing you do and Empire Records. And it's, mm. he was in a horror movie a couple of years ago. That was pretty oh good. yeah. He, he was in it. oh yeah. Cheap Thrills. Yes. And then Vacancy. Yeah, yeah. He was in the guest for like two minutes. The one where he played. He yeah, put, talk. He played an artist. No wonder you, I don't ever get you. You're like he, talking. He played an artist. Uh, yeah, not like yeah. A, oh, what the okay. Hell yeah. Was it?
4: Like maybe two years old. It
0: was like a fucking. Heavy metal horror movie. Yeah. Um. the de- the skin or the devil the devil the de- de- yes devil's mm-hmm. teeth den.
4: <laughs> this is
0: going though. Anyway, this is going <laughs> <nowhere>. <laughs> he was in that movie though. Yeah. Don't, don't make me edit this whole part. Out. <laughs> uh, my number four is. Jeez, how do I not remember? Okay, yeah, number four is Chet from Weird Science. Oh, there nice. you go. Yeah. Because Fucking Paxton. Paxton Yo one day We're gonna have to do an episode <laughs> On just Bill Paxton.
3: let's do it Movies Do it right do it after it. this <laughs> <laughs> Double show I'll throw on A pot of coffee tonight man Bill <laughs> He's Lock gonna be tripping out On mess yeah.
0: His Yo Bill Paxton's disgust, Like filmography yeah. w- We say it to every guest mm. Kurt Russell Yes John Cusack And Bill Paxton Have the best filmographies oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, John yeah. Cusack movies. I love them. They
0: they have the the smallest amount of clunkers. Yeah, amongst like those three are in the best movies ever. Hmm. So Chet was just great. He was just hmm. uh, yeah. he was just such a douche. He was perfect. He I was still like quote Chet yeah all the time. Right. <laughs> all these years later. I up. just love that Facebook has the, the gif of him being fat and whatever she turned him into. Yeah. yeah, it's just great. It's like a pile of shit, right? Yeah, pretty oh, yeah, much. With, with, with like the crew
3: cut. the uh,
0: <laughs> Fucking blistering pustules.
1: Yeah. Like.
3: Uh, my favorite scene is when he throws the fucking two eggs against the ceiling and he goes, now make yourself one dick <laughs> dickweed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, what an asshole. The whole uh, scene where he busts them coming home. Oh, it's so it? right. See, he grease.
4: knows they're hungover. The he grease.
3: pukes, yeah. you die. Yeah,
0: are those my grandparents?
4: Yeah. <laughs> you realize it's snowing in my room? <laughs> Number three, Langen. Uh Roy Stalin from Better Off Dead. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. The K-12. Different 12. kind of bully, because I don't believe Mayan. he actually yeah. physically fought John Cusack, but he did fuck his girlfriend. Ha! <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: So it's kind of, you know. Yeah, that movie. He beat that the was... pussy up. He beat him wow. with a ski race, you know what I <laughs> mean? But, I mean, that, he, he was such a fucking asshole. I mean, like, oozed. 80s asshole Oh yeah the, So the, legendary that there's, there's a South Park episode Like <laughs> kind of Really based around that Where they have to do A ski race or whatever yeah. Against some guy Some bully dude Or whatever But It's uh, always a ski race In the 80s Yeah Yeah to save something yeah. yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> there's always some kind of event To save some kind of building Yeah yep, or, or the mountain Like, like ski uh, patrol YMCA Or some kind of Like break in Or whatever It's always some <laughs> shit like that And they always got it done But anyway He's
1: just <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Total prick <laughs> Yep Number three, John
1: uh, it's For me What a three? I had O'Banion or Darla In Dazed and Confused mm. Yes Yeah, Parker Posey Like just Air Raid Freshman or two. There you go <laughs> Like yep. Absolutely She's awesome And uh, and what is that Bennett, That's Ben Affleck Ben Affleck is O'Banion. Yeah. yeah Yeah, he's like who, who the fuck gets off on Spanking the shit out of a dude <laughs> With a bat Like a cricket bat Or whatever it was Fuck like, you yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. Like
0: Come on It's just so great Fuck it's you so And crazy. then the, the black dude Melvin Had the soul pole Yes <laughs> Yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, Once again One of the best movies
3: ever Great movie That
0: had yes. nothing to do It's It's We mention it Because it's It's a movie that Almost is about nothing Except a night And the mm. only thing about it That was memorable Are the, are the characters The characters were just so good mm. Like yeah. what happened In the movie That's really. how
4: Linklater works though He just yeah. Works magic he doesn't need Like yeah, no, all the great. shit Other people need he's It's He's great a, day or a night in the life of and it could be anywhere it could be any time or 12 period. Years in it life could be of somebody, anything no? yeah yeah that, that other boyhood yeah, boyhood yeah he did. another great film.
1: that was such a cool concept yep. amazing yeah i didn't really yeah. particularly care for the ending i thought it was kind of like it just kind of well what the hell is this like there was no real like defined ending but that's kind of the way life is there's no really like ins yeah, and exactly. There's just hmm. memories and that's basically what it was Was this dude's memories that stick out you know you don't remember all your 12 years but well, you know, 12 years of memory But you have those points where mm-hmm. They're really memorable And they stick out That's Dazed and Confused too Everybody sure. has one night like that in their life No question like,
4: so. Yep No matter uh, what generation or Yeah how old you are Yep Yep
1: Everybody can have that, that one night That's just so fucking crazy mm-hmm. That you remember it like every, Minute for minute you Yeah know?
3: Like Doc said Cool Parker number three Peter Stegman Class of 1984 Oh man nice. uh another classic sci-fi great movie that is was, it sci-fi is it well, horror like i don't know how to class of 80s. it's both yeah class of 84
1: yeah. came out before 1984 so yeah. it was like a quasi one of those weird like quasi futuristic yeah, yeah, things yeah. they were doing in the 80s that was a school one right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. michael
3: fox well because we
4: watched McDowell, right yeah yes yeah. alice we, cooper great the, i love that alice your first song, yeah,
0: your first horror hangs that's what we watched was that? It was the first one, first car yeah. hangs when, when you lived in... Mineola. Mineola. The first movie we watched was Near Dark. Nice. And then that was the second movie we watched, Class
3: of 84. Good mm. double feature right there.
0: That's <laughs> so awesome. And then usually by the third one, everyone
2: leaves.
3: Yeah, normally. <laughs> except, I mean, except Joe Hess. It, little, yeah, Joe Hess. Joe Hess. I'm rambling. I'm really? rambling.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Uh, so, God, why can't I memorize my stuff? I got to chop this up now. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. So, number three, we just showed uh, 3 O'Clock High at uh, Bolton. Thank you. It was our least attended one yeah. <laughs> out of all of them. <laughs> Thanks. Shout out it's to so all crazy. you guys. Great film. But you know what? We did Midnight Madness, and we did 3 O'Clock High, and I knew those were going to be the two that were the least known.
1: Yeah, dude, that's that's digging in a vault. Midnight Madness. I yes, talk to people yeah. a lot about that movie. No one remembers. No one anything. remembers it. Fucking scavenger hunt, like yeah, college kids, no, right?
0: Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. And it, it, I just knew, but I wanted to like crowbar them in there because yeah. we have the Burbs, we have My Blue Heaven next month. Oh, great. Movie. We have. Um, what do we have? Uh, if you mentioned Midnight Madness. One crazy and summer, and the
4: doesn't say beefy. Yeah. Nah. Then you don't, don't no, even no, bother then it's yeah. over. If you say fa- over. yo,
0: I'm telling you I watched it. My girlfriend is 8 years younger than me. You would have thought I was a special needs person <laughs> laughing at everything. And after the movie, I was like, that was so good. She's like, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but Fag of Beefy is so funny. Nah. And it was just like, she was just like, but why? why? It, it was like that scene in The Wedding Singer where fucking like Adam Sandler's like, her name's gonna be Julia Gulia. That's funny. Yeah. And he's like, why? And he's like, yeah. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like i'm like yeah, laughing yeah. i'm like of beefy it's fucking hilarious i just i don't know i guess maybe you needed to yes. grow up watching it or something yes so anyway we showed three o'clock high and uh buddy Ravel. even though he got his ass kicked yeah. in the ending um you know he did a lot of stuff man he broke the guy's nose in the fucking <laughs> in the fucking yeah, that's uh, library that's no. there. You know, he he roughed he knocked up out jury. the security guard.
1: Yeah. He was like a Michael Hutchins on steroids. Nice. <laughs> he was. He had that look, that, that He uh, was. That yeah. weird Ishkabibble type he of He had that. such a good, good
3: look and uh, <laughs> like a word of the day.
0: <laughs> he know. really did. He looked like um, He Man when he was in <laughs> He Man. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he looked like 35 too. Like watching the movie <laughs> the other night, I'm all- like, wow. <laughs>
0: our age now i'm like is this college
4: like it wasn't it had to be college because they sold books at the bookstore maybe that. if you were in high school and they're like you got to buy your books i mean what the
0: fuck okay you know what that makes a little bit more sense now i mean sure everyone looked yo he rolled up looking old he looked like fucking like (laughs) sam elliott or some shit like (laughs) completely um the goth girl was funny just revisiting that movie was just so great, man. Casey Simesco did such a great job film, yeah. too. The it was just the way it's shot. The
4: tangerine dream soundtrack makes it and uh it, it's different looking than yeah. all those other the great shots, great direction, comedies, you know. The guy with the
1: beret that was excited. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Three ugly. minutes.
2: Three minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys making so many references that I keep wanting to jump in, but I don't want to hold anything up. But no, no. Please. so that oh. whole tangerine thing, dream thing, that's just yeah, that's amazing. They were
0: amazing. so good.
1: But that that new um, there was an episode. I don't know if you guys are up on Black Mirror, but they did that Black Mirror Choose Your Own Thing. You know Bandersnatch. It's, Bandersnatch. I didn't watch it. Tangerine but I dream love Black Mirror. Big. Yeah, you Black. Black, yeah, 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 Black, Black Mirror. You could. Is unbelievable.
0: You so could. Bad. You could pick a song, right? And it's not a song. You pick. You pick what the character is going to do. But okay, no, no, I know that. But like, you know, what kind of cereal or if...
1: Yeah, it starts out with little things like little that, things. but then you're helping to make bigger decisions...
0: But so crazy Did you guys see it
1: or I not? didn't see Bandersnatch no, Yeah, yeah so. watch I would say watch. If you like Black Mirror I, I think Black Mirror is beautiful It's awesome
0: um, um, San Junipero is probably yeah. The best oh, there you go. hour of yeah. TV
1: Callister I'm a big Star Trek guy So Callister Okay Fucking did it for me Like Yeah Yeah With
0: uh, uh, Meth meth Damon <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like,
1: Yeah that guy was in um, He was in uh, Fargo bad. Well the best series The best season of Fargo Which was like the second He played like Uh Uh Cuth, what's her, I forgot her name. One, he played like the main actors, like Dum Dum Husband. Okay, so he was definitely like in a different role when gotcha. he did Callister on on Black Mirror. But yeah, Black Mirror is
0: awesome. That season was great, completely. Well, I think all of them. Hang were good, the isn't? DJ yeah. was on there. Um, but yeah, he's married to Kirsten Dunst.
1: Oh, okay, so they are married in real life. Yeah, yeah. Kirsten Kirsten Dunst is who I was trying to think of before. Okay. She was in that second that second series of Fargo, which was the best out of all of them. The thing I love about Black Mirror is like you're watching an episode of Black Mirror and then at the end you're like, "I was fucking rooting for the bad guy the whole time." <laughs> oh shit, I'm a morally corrupt asshole. Like Oh, like yeah, just
0: there's some really
1: Crocodile episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Entire History of You is my favorite where the guy finds out his wife's cheating on him through the through the apparatus yes. in the eyes like Yeah. Holy. I heard crap. it.
3: Yeah, I got to fucking watch that. Four, there's so many no. se- or three seasons,
1: but there's short seasons. Some seasons only have like yeah. six. four, or five, right. six episodes. Yeah, yeah. The, the new season, you're right, was awesome. Like yeah. it was yeah. so good. There was I there was one episode I won't watch on there because I have kids. It's that uh, Guardian oh, Angel Western one. one? I, I, oh no, Archangel, Archangel. I didn't watch it because I just feel like I, there are certain things now. My wife says it too. Like we can't watch horror movies now too much because you, just, uh, you know what? what Actually, advocates? my
0: friend Dave, who just texted me, Dave Cassell, shout out Longwood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, same thing. Like since he had a daughter. He's like, Yeah, I can't watch certain things. Mm. He's like, I just can't do it. Yeah, anything mm. with kids getting hurt, it's just Yeah, it's hard yeah. to take. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's tough, because you,
1: you picture your, your own children in situations like that and you just like I would fucking tear the world open if that happened, you know? Yeah. Like so
0: That's why you should watch the act. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. What are we up to? Three No, two, right? Two, yeah. Good. Uh I'm
4: going with uh Greg Toland. Nice. Greg Tolan from Just One of the Guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, Zabka has so many great douchebag roles. I just like this one. Because uh, a karate kid, he, he, you know, he, there's fighting, there's karate involved, there's competitions, there's reason for an edge there. This guy's just a total yeah, just, asshole <laughs> yeah. for no fucking reason. That's my number two
0: Constantly. as well. It's mm. my you number know? two as well. Yeah. And and Brian Cassell. <laughs> mentioned in the group he was like and he has bully gloves <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. i was like you know what great point he yeah. does have bully gloves and he did he had just... a headband in that movie too no what? he didn't wow. he didn't have a headband <laughs> but like he would just why was he just such a douche he was lifting the table yeah. when there's no were
4: backstory eating. there's no origin story to this <laughs> douchebag he just appears as a total dick. Yeah. and
0: and, uh, and the thing is is like even at the end there's no redemption because he knows that Terry is a girl Right But he still Picks her up Above his shoulders And throws <laughs> her In the fucking water Granted you can see The titties nice. afterwards And they're a Nice okay. seat, full sea oh, nice. So great so But still like He's like Oh this is a girl I'll show you Let me just throw <laughs> <laughs> Hold her. Let me just throw her Like yeah. fucking like The ultimate warrior Nice throw someone <laughs> the, he, yeah. the
1: younger brother Her younger brother Made out though He got that That really hot girl At the yes. end Yes yeah. yeah
3: She kind of like Sherilyn Fenn Sherilyn It was Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. She and we, we We showed that movie In November and once again, like you watch it, and I'm laughing that like really I saw it for the first up time. So well, buddy, buddy buddy's buddy. part of the reason. Yeah, yes, yeah. Buddy. That's king of one liners. <laughs> yes.
4: uh, I mean, seriously,
3: all quotable. Yeah, yeah. all balls itch. Nah, <laughs> but he's like fact. sitting
0: there, like looking.
3: Oh, it's just so good When the fucking mother calls, that's yeah. like the best fucking. Yeah. And he just curses. Eat me. Yeah, mom says hi. <laughs> so yeah, fantastic. Yeah,
0: that's my number two. So Greg Tolan definitely unapologetic douche. Mm. Uh, John, number two.
1: My number two. Okay, we're skipping order here. Uh, Chuck and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Fucking
0: good wow. one. <laughs> Digging deep. Yeah, yeah,
1: dude. Like That movie, well, Riverbottom Nightmare Band was yep. a sick hard rock band and like Chuck fucking didn't take shit from anybody from his fucking band. That's the lead America. singer, right? Yeah, he's uh-huh. the
3: bear with the cape. With the, with the glasses. the
1: piano. Yeah, uh-huh. like when he's hungry, he's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking, yeah, he just runs shit. He is like a Darth Vader, vader alpha
3: yeah
1: and uh yeah he's just cold as fucking ice and they still win yeah the, the river bottom nightmare band still fucking wins so yeah he's my he's my number two bully number nice. two
3: number two parker uh number two i'm gonna use who you uh you said earlier uh viking from uh from bad boys really so, yeah. yeah so now the thing about this guy so i did fucking little research so this is like multiple bullies so he's a bully in that He's a bully in Shawshank yes. when he plays Captain oh, Hadley. Such a mm. dick. He's kind of like the deadbeat, like dickhead father Gus Gilbert in Pet Cemetery Two, and then he's also a bully in Highlander when he played the character Kurgan. Yeah. So this guy's like fucking bully all star. He's right that one yeah, with that face. Yeah. That, like that's Zabka. it. He
4: does. You're gonna be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but you're in every work movie. A lot. You know. <laughs> and Shab- now he's in kid.
3: Goldberg's. Is he? Yeah, now he's on the Goldbergs. Is he a dick? I think he's like a. No, he's not the gym teacher. He's something else. Probably a dick. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's on um, the Goldbergs now. Is he going to be at a chiller <laughs> No, tomorrow? I wish. I yeah. fucking wish. Who's going
0: to be a Chiller tomorrow?
3: Chiller? Well, I mean, the big star is fucking, um, <laughs> is fucking Jason Priestley. That's right. Mark is going to go spend $1,000 tomorrow a, for nah, autographs. Nah, I'm, I'm like $250, probably. So, um, You're going to J- go to
0: Wawa's. And what else?
3: Doing Wawa first thing. Fucking How's, Jason Priestley. Um, how's the parking? <laughs> how's the parking at this dude? Place? I'm hoping it's a dollar. <laughs> Danter, if Danter is right behind me, if he texts that he's right behind me, I might have to wait this time right. because it happened last time. But I just left. Who are you gonna go see? Colonel Sanders from Spaceballs. Nice. That's a big one.
4: Who the fuck is that? Colonel, Colonel Sanders,
1: Sanders. He's he's got a little bit of a list. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like he's, he was in other toes. things, but
3: who cares because spaceball's like top five funniest for me. Now um, two guys now. from Dawn of the Dead, which I met, never met either of them. Um Flyboy? No, Flyboy I have met. He was he was a cool guy. Um and who else? Oh, and Edward Furlong. And uh so we did the poll today. Terminator two won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I still might have to go for Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City, he wants yeah, yeah. to know what yeah. He should bring to, to get to, to right. have him sign. So, Detroit Rock City. Now, was Terminator awesome. 2 so is good. Terminator yeah, 2 was is like top 10 movies of me of all time. Like, just I just bring him that. a copy
1: of Pecker. He'll love
3: that. There you go. That's what I've I,
0: I actually put that on. There. He, he voted for that. I've he actually was, never <laughs>
3: seen Pecker. It's so funny. Yeah. It was Pecker, yeah. full of
0: grace. Detroit Rock City, Terminator T2. Two. Yeah. And what was Brain Scan?
3: Brain Scan and American History X. And then I added Animal Factory. That's a great movie. Great movie. Willem yeah. Dafoe. Yeah. That was good. Danny Trejo. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Number two, right?
0: Well, uh, I'm so lost. Yeah. You're number two. You're, right? Yeah, you're number not... one. Oh, no, you did. Yeah. So you're number one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah.
4: Number, My number one was Buddy Ravel. So okay. I'm just going to give a shout out to the Heathers Sweet. from the movie Heathers. Heather Chandler, I guess, was yeah. the OG one.
0: But yeah. uh, I have to, you know, I want to shout uh, out to Renee Esteves. never gets any love. She's, she was one of the, she was in there. It's Emilio's sister. She's, I think she's one of the Heathers.
3: Really?
4: Yeah. Wow. I know the uh, Heather Chandler, I think she was from actually, I know she's from Long Island and stuff. She passed away. But, uh, and and I think it was a brain tumor actually. Mm. Holy fuck. Mm. But uh, it was her, her, Shannon Doherty. Winona Ryder and the other one. Yeah, which was I she think the was, other one. I think, she, I think she's the <laughs> other one. Renee yeah. Estevez. because yeah. yeah. it's Renee, Ramon, Emilio, and and Carlos. And shout out to, to the two bully football players that got yeah. shot by Christian Slater. Hmm. I love my dead, my gay, dead gay son. son. <laughs> Funny. <Funniest. laughs> <laughs> right. And they're buried in the in the coffin. They hit the football helmets
0: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the football in yeah. the fucking
4: coffin. What a Brilliant. dark movie. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. very great. And that's when Christian Slater Was in like the height of his uh, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like yo relax with that shit guy yeah. Is he
4: done with that phase?
0: I think he is I think he's in the <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking be in any movie like, We probably get him on this he podcast did yeah. television
3: work <laughs> he I did, think he was He's really well. good in Mr. Robot I was about to say he was playing a fucking I robot that. no? I heard that show's <laughs> great Yeah but That uh,
1: show yeah The first I gotta catch up on it But yeah, yeah The first so season You know who's on there? Joey Badass
0: Oh yeah. Joey Badass is on, on that show. Sure. Well
4: that's my replacement number one. What do you got? Man?
1: My number one is uh, I posted this on your page too, Jim from um Edward Scissorhands, Anthony Michael uh, Hall. Brilliant yeah. choice. Yeah, he's uh he's what a, a turn for that guy.
4: Yeah. That was his first like bad guy kind of role. Yeah, he was right? always
1: well no, he was kind of a dick in uh, weird science. He was one of the like one of the popular kids in school that was teasing fucking Wyatt and Chet old. No but, Edward Scissorhands. No, no. Oh no, no. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm confused. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. He was he was Wyatt, right? Yeah. He, no, no.
0: Wyatt. He was the other one. Chet. Gary. He was Gary.
1: Gary. Gary. Okay.
0: Okay. So it was Wyatt. Oh, and told Gary. Me you were
1: okay. Brushing your teeth. All right. Sorry about that noodle there. Yes, <laughs> that was that. You're right. He was. It was a change of. But he was a him.
0: douche in Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, he looked like actually Sebastian Bach with a haircut. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> 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 Yo. I, I why why have we been talking about Skid Row for so long? I feel yeah, like you, I don't know. I've been on a roll. Yeah. I don't know why. I keep bringing up. What did I say? I said Skid Row. The first Skid Row record is better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put that up on Facebook and everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, he's doing it again. Yeah, it's another. You sometimes I like saying you love that. that. <laughs> I know it's just fun because like I love watching. I don't everyone care. Upset yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> Because everyone's like, you can't even compare the two. Of can course you, you can. <laughs> Why would this anybody a want Skid Row album? But it's just so the stupid. They've
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made like thirty years
0: apart. That's <laughs> great. I love first Skid Row record. It. It's better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. I'm like, well, of course it does. It's my Facebook <laughs> wall. I can say whatever I want. Listen, right. no Jeff Tate, no Skid Row. Yeah, that's yo. right. <laughs> you know what this guy does? So I'll look through my news feed. On Facebook and every like metal publication uh, that that has like those stories that no one gives a shit about like you yeah. know that like Vito Brada from like White Lion <laughs> has an opinion on Donald Trump or whatever. Yeah. And then I always see Brian Langen, and all he writes, no matter what the story is, <laughs> no Jeff Tate, no que- no, no whatever the, bands in the yeah story. No, yeah. So it's like no Jeff Tate, no White Lion, because
4: all those fucking posts ever are. No, this guy, it's a band, and they make business decisions. Yeah. So one guy leaves, and
3: like it's it's annoying, and it's always usually about Jeff Tate. What
4: Corey Taylor?
3: <laughs> There's actually I'm actually watching something on Amazon right now called Band Versus Brand and it's exactly what you're talking about oh, right now. Oh shit, that sounds exactly good. Exactly what you're talking about. I like that. I, yeah. s-
4: I, I think I've seen it <laughs> pop up there. Yeah, I want to yeah. see it.
3: It's pretty yeah. ghetto looking, but it's exactly what we're talking about. They have a lot of
4: document, music documentaries on Prime that yeah. like, you know those you know how there's the ones that have no music licensing yes. or whatever, yes. and sometimes yeah. they can be This like might horrific be one. Or you're like we're going to yeah. talk to people that were kind of fans of this band or Grew up with this guy a million years ago, or whatever. But yeah. sometimes they're good though. You know they Even have like, without
3: that. like both great whites. They get into that. They get into do with like okay. the hologram and shit. So. Yeah, oh, be I'll be watching that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Number one. All right, number one. Another guy, multiple fucking bullies. So this guy was in this fucking movie called Last Man Standing, which I don't know. Not a lot of people. Bruce liked. Willis. No, but his name was Doyle in that. He was in a movie called Commando, where he played a guy, Sully, yeah. a oh, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. The Warriors. Dreamscape. Oh, was yeah. was this guy, Tommy Ray, and he was Luther in the Warriors, and he ran the rogues. And but what else? T- T-Bird from The Crow. Okay. Okay. Wow. But
0: he was also in Ford Fairlane. He was. Oh, but he shit. but
3: he was kind of the guy getting picked on I know. in that. But I still Ford, want to shout him But out. Ford Fairlane is yeah. a fucking amazing That's movie. That's a movie we need to cover. That is a fucking great yeah. movie. But uh, yeah, so the guy's name is David Kelly, and that's my number one. Yeah, he's got multiple multiple douchebags, fucking bully.
4: Yeah, must be just something about them. look at them like, you know, what? Just gonna be a dick in
0: everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my number one uh, was already mentioned, but um, this guy uh, supposedly the word on the street was he flunked on purpose just so he could be a dick two years in a row. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I got it, yo. Obanian is such a fucking dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: he
0: fucking like, why would you like? You're chasing around ninth graders, like fucking Carl's mom had to like put the heater on him for a minute. <laughs> what the hell, you that's, know, yeah.
4: that's what it's about. Yo, uh, no,
0: told like he like rolled yo, and up. he on, wasn't even that scared about it. <laughs> nah. He backed up But like Yeah he, like, he, like it wasn't like Holy shit you're... I would be more scared Yeah He did off. mention He's like You believe Fucking this guy's mom Pulled a shotgun <laughs> yeah. <out of> my <laughs> <ass> Earlier today <laughs>
4: It's one of Affleck's finest roles Yes This first sure. lick Goes to your mother
0: <laughs> Fucker <laughs> So great What a dick Uh Cool thanks So th- that. this was episode Number 44 Uh Thanks to John For coming to yeah, Join us And talk some shit
1: yes thank you for having me
0: thanks for reaching out and, and wanting to to do the show I yeah mean, no definitely man. so thanks nice. for listen
1: No, well, no problem man definitely a fan and i uh, appreciate you guys having me on even though you guys fucking bagged on game of thrones yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> i love game I'll, of thrones yo. <laughs> <laughs> favorite show ever okay i thought you were saying you weren't into it i'm before. all about it. Oh, okay i don't watch I, me either i don't yeah. i just
0: i don't i don't care but like, it's one of those
1: touch points where you could totally fuck with somebody like about it it's yeah. uh
0: uh, you know, the last two girlfriends that I've had ha- have loved it, and it's just, you know, they always say the same thing thing to me. They're like, it's got this, it's got this, you know, it's got violence, it's got fucking it's titties. Fucking metal as fuck, man. Hell
4: yeah. Battle axes.
0: But for me. But so does Viking fucking Willow. Kind of I'd
3: rather watch Willow. <laughs> zombies.
4: It's got fucking zombies, yo, too. I mean, yeah, if that wasn't enough. Yeah, Peter, Peter Dinklage
0: shit. or fucking yeah. the midget from Willow. The fucking Peter dude Dinklage, from Leprechaun, man. Come what's on. What's his name? Oh, uh, Warwick uh, Davis, Bilgo Baggins or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's the thing: I just can't do that. Like, I'm very ignorant. I don't read books. I don't do anything. I don't I'm, either. I, I'm I'm just ignorant. And there's nothing before 1920 that I want to watch. If I see a horse, if I see a sword, if I see a night suit, like I'm out. I don't want to see a dragon. It just it doesn't hold my interest. Gotcha. Right? Uh, Boardwalk Empire, which mm. this guy. Was dra- like John for Halloween? Remember when you when you were fucking? Yeah,
1: it was uh, Richard. Richard, uh, what's his name? The guy Lumber. with the the yeah the half the face, face, the dead yeah. eye, Dick man. That's yeah, guy was oh, yeah sure. he was That's him for one. fucking Halloween. Yeah, impeccable. Won a, wow. won an award that year. Nice. I won an award as Edward Scissorhands this year too. Did you? Wow. Yes, yes. Yes. I don't fuck around. When I, didn't I go hell out. I, uh, when I go all out, I go out. Yeah, doing that half face mask was a pain in the ass, but I got it.
0: It was like Damn. thank you. I. I <laughs> In my head yeah. But that was like That's as far back as I go um, I just can't relate To anything Like that I just I, It doesn't hold my interest Whatsoever So, so. Boardwalk Empire That's the cut off That's, <laughs> <like> that's the, <laughs> 1930, <laughs> 1930 <laughs> and above yeah. Yeah? yeah yeah That's it You know I can't get You know Like that's way too much Ground to cover
4: You didn't like Birth of a Nation
0: Oh my god Anything Charlie Chaplin <laughs> Nope <laughs> Anyway Awesome. I'm going to go edit this later. Thank you.
2: Bye.